Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to 2022. It's February, so we're late, but we thank you for waiting. We took our time. We said, hey, it's been a tough year. Let's take a couple weeks. It kind of unintentionally, right? Kind of, we kind of were like, we have we have we have a Cyrano episode with Joe Wright. Yeah, that, that was gonna come it. out <laughs> in like mid-January, but they keep pushing they the keep release pushing date of Cyrano. Like, it's like such a great episode. With Joe Wright came on the show. We talked to him. It's so so nice. And we can't wait to show you the episode, but they keep pushing Cyrano back. I just movie I want people I, to see I really the movie. like a lot. I like I know. Movie. It's a good movie. Um so so with that being said, we were like, okay, let's let's just chill. And and our, our lovely guest we've been talking to uh, for a while about having uh having her on and, and talking about Paul Newman, who's our subject today. And now we are we are honored to have her on for the first show of 2022 for the B-side for the film stage. And as you know, here we talk about movie stars. Not the movies that made them famous or kept them famous, but the ones that they made in between. And this guy, Paul Newman, he made a lot of in-betweeners. He did. He was around for a long time. Long, longer than, we were talking about this before we press record, longer than I kind of thought. Like, sure. going back, like, with Newman, um, and I, before, let me stop myself, because let's, let's introduce everybody. Connor O'Donnell here, as always. But our guest today, Roxana Haddadi, TV critic for Vulture, a newer yes. role. Congratulations! Exciting. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, I started I, in December. Yeah, and, and and that was exciting to see. Obviously, we we had Bilga on to do mm-hmm. a Eyes Wide Shut uh, final frame Stanley Kubrick episode, and we love him obviously. And um, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to mention just because I like to try to you know I we follow each other on Twitter and I read your stuff and and you did have um on the spool a good piece about the reluctant fundamentalist, which mm-hmm. I was reading. Which I guess you maybe reshared. It was I think from earlier last year, but yeah. it's it's worth the read. Like I, I I speaking of B sides and I did Connor. Did we do Mira Nair or did we talk about doing her? No, but I mean it's quasi spoiler. She's like on our short list for this year. Okay, because so. I feel like we've brought her up on the show where where like she's a filmmaker who oh we talked about Mississippi Masala right Denzel we did Denzel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when it came up. And we were talking about Mira Nair and how she's just kind of one of these filmmakers who's underrated. And and the reluctant fundamentalist is like a B-side of hers. So I yeah. was reading your piece and I was just like, yeah, this is good. Like, I like that's the exactly the type of writing where I'm like, I could read that stuff every day just because it's like well, exactly thank you. what we try to do here. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. read it. The Spool, Reluctant Fundamentalist. Very good. And um you're on Twitter, obviously, Roxana underscore Hadati for anything, any of your writerly things yes. and opinions. Um, but Paul Newman, so what I was saying was a thing I kind of forgot, and you could call me stupid, and that's okay, is he popped off in the mid-50s. Right. And his second role was Somebody Up There Lights, Likes Me, where he played Rocky Graziano, directed by Robert Wise, written by Ernest Lehman, who then wrote the dialogue for West Side Story, which is kind of funny because I rewatched somebody up there and there's a lot of weird similarities actually because it's they're like these <laughs> New York movies and it's like the sets are, and when you know Robert Wise obviously directed the non-dancing stuff in West Side, it's kind of interesting. But anyway, he was like compared in the time ne- kind of negatively early on to Brando and then James Dean. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, they, he, they they thought he was just caught, like doing a bad Brando the first few movies, and I find that hysterical when you think about the way their careers like like Brando was was always that like like living legend yeah. actors actor, 
And like Newman became not that. Like Newman became like, oh yeah, we all love Paul Newman, and well, yeah, not be- maybe more. Yeah. I dare say, like a little more of a movie star than Brando ever was. Yes, right? like, yes. I think he became like a celebrity. Yeah, exactly. And of course, like right. Brando well was said, a celebrity. Well like all those guys. I mean, we lived in a monoculture, right? Sure. So all these people were like the A list of the A list. But I think Brando rejected those parts of celebrity totally. to like maintain his authenticity as an actor you take that seriously whatever yeah, quote unquote yeah, yeah. quote unquote right whereas like paul newman was like i'm gonna race cars i'm right, gonna have I this like yeah, I iconic <laughs> i'm gonna have this iconic marriage to you know oh. and, like and i'm also going to make your favorite salad dressing and coffee and it's like he just <laughs> transcended <laughs> you know the like, newman, i was telling to my wife kelly i was telling her about the newman's own thing Obviously, she knew Newman. She knows Newman's own. But okay, like, I have a good story about that when you finish. Your okay, story. well, no, I was just. Te- yeah. it's not, I was just telling her, like, hey, do you know, like, he gives. I mean, he's passed, but his daughter. I think his daughter runs it now. He's like all that money. Yeah. It go. It just goes to charitable things. And and my wife, God bless her, was like, but does it? And I was like, no, I <laughs> no, actually it think. Does. <laughs> I was like, I actually think it does. I was like, don't. I was like, don't send me some Twitter. I, I tried. I Instagram tried to article ra- about like. I yeah. tried to go down a rabbit hole to see if there was any to disprove huge it. controversy, and I couldn't really find anything. Yeah, no, no I think it's actually like a good, good thing. Yeah, but we're all just like, surely there's something. <laughs> <Right. nefarious."> surely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what's your, my what's favorite, your demons on? Yeah, my favorite story about that is just that I had like a day job, like an office job. Um, in higher ed for like eight and a half years and i had requested that we order some more newman's own coffee and i i think i just made some sort of like offhand comment about like how hot paul newman was and um the office manager was like yeah but like he's a cartoon and i was like he was a real person (laughs) no stop yeah and she was like very sweet about it she just like was unaware of like paul newman yeah of paul newman and so i was like well here's the thing i feel like very hot i feel like i've run into a few people that have like see that's 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 like they're like the salad dressing guy like and i feel like that's that speaks to like at a certain point he transcended his acting career as much as he has made like an array of bangers like he just became almost like a cultural figure t- that was larger than that a top maybe being like one of the most handsome actors oh my gosh show like it's it's what, like top, every, top every yeah. unquestionable every like, two every two months those photos of him in venice just like oh, go okay. around yeah, twitter venice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah go around twitter again and everyone's just where like, he's on the oh boat he's, got he's like on the lead yeah and it's like yeah you're like, Hello. has yeah. anyone ever looked this good ever he, and they haven't no they haven't yeah. well there's Mm-mm. a few yeah i mean so like he so uh, the movies we're going to talk about just to set up like i think we'll be a little bit more loose on this one because spoilers these are we love Paul, but these are kind of four sub <laughs> subpar pictures. Suboptimal. Um, which, which one thing I was going to say, I watched a few interviews with Newman, and he is refreshingly honest about his quote yeah. unquote craft yes. and his success or failure. Like he he talks about the Left Handed Gun, which is our so mm-hmm. our first movie is the Left Handed Gun, which is his Arthur Penn directed western. Based on a Gore Vidal play, socially minded Billy the Kid Western, Newman plays Billy the Kid. Sort of a revisionist. It's like a revisionist Western. It's like pre-revisionist revisionist, revisionist, and it's nowhere near good enough to be called revisionist. But (laughs) but certainly there's a thought there of that. Um, And you know Gore Vidal, like that was his whole thing as a writer and whatever. Um, Anyway. um, And then um, chronologically, Connor, what's our next movie? After that, so we go Left-Handed Gun, uh, which... 
is fifties. Yes, is uh, nineteen fifty-eight. I believe. I just yeah. want to get oh, that. Wow. Yeah, nineteen fifty-eight, and then we go to Pocket Money. Pocket uh, Money seventy-two. Seventy-two. So we're jumping which a little is, bit because now I mean, we have two. We have two Stuart Rosenbergs, which is funny. Yeah, um, Stuart Rosenberg, who. A workman director, kind of good though. Cool Hand Luke is probably his best movie, also with obviously Paul Newman. It's only like his second or third one. feature too, which is like insane. Stuart Rose. Yeah, he insane. was one of those guys. He was around forever, and he like he directed, directed a ton of TV and like and he directed like Brew Baker with Redford later yep. in his career, which is a pretty good movie. Um, socially minded, kind of like a subpar Martin Ritt. I'd say it's kind of mean, but. It's true. Um, I completely forgot he directed Amityville Horror. Amityville yeah. Horror was kind of a left field thing wow. for him with Brolin yeah. and and um. But anyway, so he did yeah, Pocket Money, uh, screenplay credit to Terry Malick, also known as the film stage's favorite director. And any <laughs> person on Twitter will remind Jordan of that any day of the week. And you know what? Hey, if they're trying to be shitty, they're just me being right. That's just true. <laughs> so we're a couple white lapsed Catholics slash Protestants slash Methodists, whatever Jordan is, and we just like his movies. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so so Malik wrote that screenplay, which he has a few credits early on in his career. He wrote the mm-hmm. Dion Brothers with Stacey Keach, um, and I think James Keach, which is a better movie. But um, so Pocket Money number two, and then Drowning Pool, the Drowning Pool, which is also Rosenberg. Um, which, which is a is sequel to Harper to Harper, yeah. which is directed by, um, Jack Smite. Yeah. Right. And I, and, uh, and written by William Goldman, but the sequel is not, um, the sequel and, does, I believe have a, re- either a rewrite or a punch up. It's got an and credit, uh, from, uh, Walter Hill, Walter Hill. Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. Who didn't, didn't like the final product. And, um, and Hey, credit to the drowning pool. There is a drowning pool in the movie. So that's at least something. <laughs> um, and, um, last, but last, but le- least, ish, yeah, ish. Ish. Uh, we'll, talk, know, we'll talk about yeah. it. Last Splitting letters yeah. at this point, kind of. Yeah. Um, Harry and Son, um, directed by Paul Newman, who did direct five feature films and then one TV movie. And I've watched all but the TV movie, so we can talk a little bit about that. He was, I mm-hmm. think, a pretty good director. And then at the end, um, Harry and Son is his second to last movie he directed. It's him and Robbie Benson, who... Kids, let me take you back to the 80s. Kids, in the 80s, Robbie Benson with Leif Garrett and uh, Christopher Atkins. They were young and handsome, and that was all they were. God bless. Uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. But Robbie handsome, Benson, also arguable. I mean, he's fine. He's, yeah, he's pretty, sort of right? The he's eyes. Got, he's he's, very, got, yeah, he's got very piercing yeah. eyes, which I... Mm. When we get to it, we'll talk about who he's... He, I mean, he's the, the he's the beast. Role, he is he's, the beast. He's, he's, He's the beast. That's yeah, he's, true. He's the beast. You got um, Doc Hudson and the Beast in a movie together. <laughs> Doc Hudson. Um, right? That's his name in Cars? Uh, from uh, Cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I forgot he was God. Yeah, right. He was Cars. Um, yeah, so those are the four movies. But like I said, we'll probably be a little looser just because obviously he is iconic and he's made so many B-sides. And so, yeah, bringing it back, we talked about he gets comparisons to Brando. He talks about this in interviews. It was kind of funny where, like, actually Brando did – observe the real Rocky Graciano in preparation for I think what came after Streetcar so it like maybe on the waterfront it's kind of funny like so for all the comparisons about them being similar they did study the same real life person in certain ways which I that's an interesting anecdotal thing that Newman kind of Mm -hmm. came back to throughout his kind of giving interviews life 
Um, and that's somebody up there likes me, like we talked about. That's kind of his first role. It's not a huge hit, but it's enough of it. He's on the mark. His breakout is um, The Hustler, right? That's mm-hmm. really... Yeah, I think he got kind of noticed for somebody up there likes me. People were like, oh... Yeah, and then good. like, and like, then it's like actually early '60s is like is really like it's like from the terrace with Woodward is a hit, and then it's like um, Paris Blues and the Hustlers iconic in real Sweet time. Bird of youth, Sweeper to Youth. Yeah. Do you guys yeah, do you guys ahead. not think that Cat on a Hot Tin Roof was his breakout? Oh, what? Well, see, what year was that? That was fifty-eight. Oh, you're oh, right. That was so the I'm, same. Yeah. yeah. So that's the Take same year. That's the Take same year as our first as our first B side. <clears throat> yeah. yeah uh, you're sorry, Roxana. You are 100 percent right. So because I, was... I deeply love that movie, and I wrote a Bright Wall Dark Room essay about it, and I just feel like that, like you're right. So many people when they think of like what Newman looked like, and that like ache and anger of him go back to that movie. I would. I would I, if you were to like Google Paul Newman hot. Yeah, it's and, like oh, and, I, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've always struggled with that movie. Richard mm-hmm. Brooks, underrated director. It's a great movie. It looks great. Liz mm-hmm. Taylor's great in it. Um, underrated mm-hmm. in it. I mean, Liz. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get into Liz Taylor thing. Underrated. She got sh- shit on her whole acting career and mm-hmm. was if, good. If our audience yeah. choice, if our audience choice shook out another way, we'd be doing Liz Taylor instead. The Barbara, the, the, the audience out. not choosing Barbara Streisand was really that hit me hard. <laughs> As a Babs lover, that I still I'll be honest, it still stings. Um I we also just want Chris File to come back on and he's coming back for Babs. So but um but um but the thing with Cat on a Hot Tin Roof is like that was an early play that I loved and it did bother mm-hmm. me and it was a criticism when the movie came out. They they mm-hmm. wash away Of course, the homo- they take the away yes. which yes. I, I yes. get why they did it. it but, but to this day when I watch it I'm just always like, ah, I wish the brick character is such a good character and it's like and then you're totally right too with the Brando stuff. Obviously, it's so of course it's like then he makes a Tennessee Williams out of yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I think it's more you know it's like the the uh, you know the flattening of the Tennessee Williams play into yeah. something that is just like daddy issues rather than like oh no like he is a man struggling with his sexuality and identity like i think the movie still works as a movie but yeah compared to the play you're like there's something it almost makes you think like there is something missing in this movie that you might not have considered and and look newman was was a socially minded man and performer yeah. and he was very open about that and he made stuff like exodus right it's a complicated mm-hmm. movie he made stuff like paris blues which we won't really talk about but that could have been a b-side which was that was um martin ritt and that mm-hmm. was a movie set in paris two jazz musicians him and Sidney potier r.i.p who mm-hmm. are good friends and in the source material they begin the two of them two biracial romances with these tourists from america in mm-hmm. the movie those young women are played by diane carroll and john woodward mm-hmm. the studio made them swap it to couple up to be white white black black because they didn't want that you know uh controversy yeah and city party was very open about the disappointment and how it kind of took the teeth out of the movie and i did i did connor i know you watched it i did watch it as well Oh, it's still a good movie. Yeah, but right. hard for but me when to you watch. think about. Yeah, when you think about what could have been, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. it's a bummer. It's a bummer. There's like I watched that movie for the first time a few nights ago. Fell in love. Yes, with so it. as did I. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, fell in love with it. But 
especially when you watch it, like one of the best sets of two of the best sets of exchanges in the movie are between Paul Newman and Diane Carroll yeah. and Sidney Poitier and Joanne Woodward. And well, the yeah. movie, the movie, so frustrating te- and the, when you know that you know it was supposed. What that could was, have? Yeah. yeah. The, the the movie teases it because yeah. like Newman and Diane Carroll have an amazing meet cue, and you're like, oh, you know. Yeah. And then there's a lesser but similar exchange betwixt Joanne uh, Joanne Woodward and, and Poitier. And, and then it's like it's almost like writ acknowledging like, hey, this is bullshit. What's about to happen? I just want you to know this is what we wanted to do. And then it's <laughs> like, so anyway, he yeah. he always was pushing. Um, and then when he directed movies, Rachel, Rachel, obviously his first movie, mm-hmm. a very good movie. Joan Woodward got an Oscar nomination. It got nominated for Best Picture. Kind of predates Wanda, right? Which mm-hmm. is a movie that's been getting a lot of love recently. Thankfully, mm-hmm. Wanda. I be, this is not my own thought. I've I've been reading other people making this connection. Wanda feels like what Newman was trying to get to in Rachel, Rachel, right? And, and a couple of years later, um, you get probably the better movie. Um, and it's great that, that that Wanda is now being seen and, you know, re-registered in, in, in the canon and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. And then sometimes a great notion, most of his uh, direct, directorial movies, um, especially those first two, or the uh uh yeah the sometimes a great notion yeah and Rachel Rachel are very much politically minded, but yeah so to bring it back Left Handed Gun has some of that like we said mm-hmm. he's playing Billy the Kid Billy the Kid obviously if you know kind of Western lore you know lived fast died young um fought in a war disenfranchised youth I think killed on the record eight people before he was killed himself okay and and became a you know. You know, fucking Wild Bill Hickok, fucking well, Bush was, Cassidy, was you know, one of these guys. And, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and there's been a billion. I like didn't realize there's been like a billion Billy the Kid movies. Like, so like, many. Like, like literally way more old, than you would ever think. Like, yeah. it literally spoilers for Old Henry, which is a good Tim Blake Nelson movie that I watched on a plane like three days, uh, three days ago, um, from last year. That's a Billy the Kid movie. He's if Billy the Kid survived, that's what that movie's about, right? So I'm just saying, like, there's they're still making them, like, right now. You know? Right. And like, I, it's funny to me what still endures. Because yeah. at this point, I don't know, do the Zoomers know about Billy the Kid? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, only, I only you know? if their parents showed them Is Young it, Guns. Yeah. Or, or Young yeah, Guns 2. Yeah. I need the Young Guns 2, like, TikTok recurrence. I also <laughs> tried to buy Young Guns 2 on Blu-ray recently, and it was, like, $80. And I was oh. like, See, I can't. this is, I hate Yeah, this. I can't yeah. do this. I need I was 20 Connor, is my max. I, I had, like, an Amazon gift card for, for Christmas, and I... And I realized one of my favorite movies ever is this movie, The Americanization of Emily, which is James okay. Garner and uh, and Julie Andrews. And I said to Connor, I was like, you know, I bought it because like that's one of those movies. It's going to go out of print. I try like to rent days. it. It's yeah. not going to be anywhere. I'm like, yeah. I got to get the Blu-ray. Like, yeah. yeah. And um, to your point, like that seems crazy that Young Guns 2 from 1990 would be it's like. Young Guns 2. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I, like, I, a modest performer <laughs> with like a hot cast. Like, what are we talking about? I believe you get Dermot, like you get Dermot Mulroney in that one, or one you of do. Is. Isn't isn't my husband Christian Slater also in it? I mean, oh, okay, I, now I we need to know. I mean, now we need to know. But please carry on. Yeah, now we need to know. Um, yeah. Think, uh, hey, look, I was going to say, Roxanne, let me just say, if 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 Christian Slater's your husband, you're coming back for Untamed Heart. 
Yeah, <laughs> bed of, obviously. Bed of roses, uh, hard rain. What hard are the yeah, that's Slater Oh pizza. man, hard rain. Yeah. Oh, I, I rewatched hard rain. One of the biggest. One of the biggest. One of the biggest monetary flops in the history it of kind of it kind of oh, rules though. It's like yeah, it's not bad. There's like Grandiose. a level of fun excess yeah. to that movie that is very enjoyable. Anyway, yeah, speed yeah. speed speed during a written you know, by Graham uh, Yost. Guess what? Shout out. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out Justified coming back. Shout out Justified coming back. Shout out Speed. <laughs> shout out Speed during a monsoon or whatever that you know. Hard Broken rain, right? Arrow, Graham Yost. Uh, <laughs> Broken also, Arrow also rules. Okay, also yeah. Broken Arrow rules. I have a it theory rule, about Broken rule. Arrow in terms because I basically agree with you, Roxana, about yeah. Broken Arrow. Please, I, I think the thing that maybe I think people would reassess that movie differently if it had a mm-hmm. different cast. Like you could change, you could okay. change literally nothing about that movie script wise. And mm-hmm. if it's like, because that's what, 95, right? It's 96, recent because yeah. I wrote an uh, anniversary essay about it for Crooked Marquee. So, yeah. yeah. I feel I like think, I, I think my, yeah. my theory about that movie is if you like plussed up the cast to like all A-list, if it's like. Well, if it's I think like, it's because they're, it? they're all 90s A-list. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's yeah. yeah. If it's, like Travolta it's was Samantha A-list Mathis. at the time. Yeah. I mean, this was I, still in leading you know, co-starring in movies. And then that was like the end. I, I just feel like, I feel like the opinion of all three of those people at the time was like, like they were A-list because they were still starring in movies, but it was just kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. They were like, it wasn't like people, it, they weren't like, it wasn't like a set of three actors people got excited about. And my, I guess. my theory is I that if it's- know. It was a hit though. It was a hit. No, I mean, just, it was a hit I'm, movie. I'm thinking I more mean, just like critically. But like, and I think, right, yeah. right. And okay. I, who needs yeah. critics? No, they suck. Hey, yeah. I mean, you Agreed. know, Agreed. Yeah. I you, know what you know, what we do need Roxanne. We need TV critics, though. Oh, do we? Okay. <laughs> we, we need TV critics at, at you know, Vulture. At Vulture. Uh, no, but but um, but so but so. Honestly, double yeah, their Slater too. Just Slater. yeah, right. Well, that, Please, that for sure. That for sure. I mean, with Netflix's increases, I'm like, actually, can we? If someone's gonna make someone review Red Notice Four, I mean, there has to be. Um, so okay, Left Handed Gun. Basically, just to, I'll quickly. So basically, it's you know William Bonney, Billy the Kid. It was mm-hmm. a fake name in real life. Um, it's Newman. He's young. It's one of his first leading roles, like we talked about. Um, Same year as, as Cat in Hudson Roof. Yeah, like we said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna get an Oscar nom this year for yeah. Cat in Cat Hudson Roof. Um, and and so it opens with him basically kind of shell shocked from war. Like they don't say that, but it's basically like he's kind of wandering the west looking for purpose beep boop bop what have you and then it's like he gets picked up by a group of kind of outlaws but there's a nice old man who reads the bible and he's immediately killed and the rest of the movie is just violence begetting violence right and it's, okay. it's about the social construct of like what if billy the kid wasn't bad or good but just misunderstood Mm. and the social construct with which he lived in and his immature you know vengeful emotions Mm -hmm. led us to where we are i'm almost surprised that that came out in 58 then like if it was that to to connor's point yeah it's not interesting on paper and look gore vidal for all of his myriad faults was yeah was a progressive thinker and writer at least 
in his writing and and mm-hmm. i think and i think it it speaks to so so newman in his inside the actor's studio episode which i forgot he was he's in the first episode of all really? of yeah wow. which i watched which is interesting 94 james lipton looks young That's crazy. it's weird it's weird um he he uh, Lipton brings up left-handed gun and mm-hmm. Newman is basically like, oh, yeah, I was, I was, I, he's basically like, I ran too hot with that performance. I didn't like that performance. Like, okay. and, then, and then somebody in the audience goes, says something, you don't know who it is. And it's actually, the camera cuts to, it's Ellen Burstyn in the first row. Oh, and she's funny. like, she yells at Paul Newman. She's like, take another look. Like, take another look. Like, you were good. But, but. That's crazy. He's okay. Paul, I think he's kind I don't of, think I think he's kind look. of correct. Like, I think. No, he is. The, I, I think agree. that's part he, of the problem a, with the movie. It's not like the worst performance in the world. It's just like. He's at it's like a, it's a meandering the whole movie. time. Like, yeah. It, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's a meandering piece of work. In like not an work. enjoyable way. Yeah, in a way that just kind of, it's, I, I think saying that he's running too hot is apt because it, it is, it's literally, he's just like burning fast. Well, and you know how Roxanne, mm. like, you know how like, um, yeah, to Connor's point, the movie he's surrounded by doesn't seem to match his energy. It's not so, in sync. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you're right, Connor, that's what he's saying. He's just kind of like he's like burning through it, and like by so by the time you're at like minute thirty, you're like, and it's not a long movie; it's like ninety minutes. But by the time you're at minute yeah. thirty, you're like, how much longer is, do I have to like? Mm-hmm. This dude? And it's mm-hmm. kind of I found it like I was engaged with it to Dan's point, like purely on a level of like what it was trying to do. Like I liked the idea of like, oh, they're gonna like totally like emasculate Billy the Kid, like basically like take away any sheen or lionization or any of that. Like, and mm-hmm. th- and that part of it's relatively interesting. One thing Dan didn't mention is that like they continuously punctuate the fact that he's like illiterate and right. that it's like mm. a sore spot for him. And so it's this thing of like basically the whole mo- movie just being like, what if Billy the Kid just like wasn't cool at all right like what if there was like nothing hey what if he was like an idiot what if there was like nothing cool about billy that's what it is not just an idiot an idiot who sucks no because he's like he's like like a quasi rapist like he's like a little rape yeah there's a tough scene there's some of that stuff okay and and it it's not stuff that necessarily derails the movie it is the it is the thing that makes it kind of interesting it just kind of like there's a part of it that you're sort of like, it's a bit I, toothless. I, I mean, like, why do I care though? I don't know. Like, yeah. Like I'm always so torn on those concepts. Part of me is like, yes, like we do have a culture that romanticizes like that sort of behavior, whatever old West. On the other hand, right. it's like, how much do you need to like hammer that home in like a scolding yeah. kind yeah, of like exactly. he was well, bad. And that's why, yeah. I mean, look, that's why Deadwood is such an anomaly because it does yeah. both and it's, but it's still cool. You know, horrible also, word though it is, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah, it captures like it that. shows that it was terrible, and everyone but it was still like to shitting be a fun themselves genre all the time. Thing, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what's but, weird is that yeah. like a decade later, he made Bonnie and Clyde. Well, that's which what I was, did so, not have that vibe. But so this is what I'm saying. It feels so often when you, you know, context is so important. Yeah, you know, Arthur Penn nine years later makes the definitive, you know, anti-crime crime movie, right? Where it's mm-hmm. just like. Yeah, it's cool, right? Because that's the thing. Bonnie and Clyde, 
is in that vein of, you know, Fight Club or whatever, where it's like the movie is the one thing and then the regard of the movie is the other thing. Yeah. And, you know, Bonnie and Clyde itself is this beautifully told, perfectly timed, you know, anti you know, movie that, but also, you know, there's so much in the movie, Warren Beatty being impotent, right? Like mm-hmm. all those things, it's so much more nuanced and well observed. And the performances are so much more in sync with what Penn is doing. So it's mm-hmm. in, in that way, it is interesting to watch left-handed gun and realize that Penn was searching for something and probably like, found it nine years yeah. later maybe he had like an image of something that he wanted to and there are also so many directors that do that in really yes. fascinating ways because i feel like blood simple and fargo is like the cohen's yes. version of that sure. thief and heat is man's devil's backwood right. and pan's labyrinth is del toro's like 100%. it's really interesting seeing those like first draft movies yes and then said, seeing yeah. the next one and being like oh this is what you were going for right. and like you've, it doesn't make the first with the second one yeah you've actualized yeah. what you wanted exactly. to do yeah but very much it goes back to that question of like is depiction endorsement and it's always oh, like, well, yeah, right. you know, like, yeah, do we? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's just, I think, you know, yeah, you get into the weeds with, like Connor was mentioning, you know, there's a, a rough scene where it's essentially, I mean, it's essentially a rape scene. You, you, you would read it now like that. And that's how I mm-hmm. read it. And it was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, in 58, that's certainly not certainly not what anybody on set was intending or or Mm -mm. thinking it was, which I mean, that's a larger speaking to Mm -hmm. the culture. Like, and even in 94, which that was was funny watching inside the air suit, they show that scene as like the clip for left-handed gun. And I was like, do they really? Wow. I was like, I, were we this far away in 94? I guess we were. (laughs) I think we were. They're just like, yeah, man, he, that's a complicated performance. I'm like, there were other scenes. You didn't need to show the like, (laughs) him forcing himself on the woman complicated uh, is a word choice but yeah okay complicated is doing a lot of work yeah Mm. and he obviously shoots with his left hand he's a left-handed gun Uh, right one thing i will say the title i you know i don't know how much there is really to elaborate on this movie but no one thing i will say that i did enjoy in terms of how subversive the movie is trying to be within its genre is that it does sort of trick you because it does open with like a song, like a Western movie song. So it does open with this like somewhat pleasant like Western ballad. And I don't, I actually don't know who had, I don't know who sang it. I don't have that in front of me, but I can check it. It is like the, you know, it's just one of those like, there was a left handed gut. Like, you know, like one of those like, you know what I'm talking about, right? I don't know. Yeah. But, but it's like that old 1950s Western thing. I just want you to continue whatever song you thought you were singing. Please. All I keep wanting to go to is the the Rockridge song from Blazing Saddles. That's like what I have in mind. But it's that that kind of song. And I like that the movie opens with it because I... I, you know, I had no idea what to expect from this movie. So when I started it, I was like, oh, okay, it's one of these movies. And then, you know, you get like 15 minutes in, you're like, oh, it's not one of those movies. It's a different mm-hmm. thing. So it sort of baits you, which I kind of liked. But um, yeah, by and large, I don't know. It's, you know, now, 
and like so like we like yeah like like we said 58's a big year long hot summer is martin ritt it's a modest hit he meets joanne woodward right um orson wells kind of a good movie also i believe a tennessee or no i'm wrong it's a faulkner uh based on faulkner tales that's does okay left-handed gun does not perform well count hudson roof obviously big 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 hit yeah um uh, for the time, absolutely huge hit. And then it's like 59, the young Philadelphian, 60s from the terrace, which does okay. Um, and then, and, and then, then it's we kinda, get to Hustler. Yeah. And then it's off to the races. It's kind yeah. of like, it's the Hustler, Paris Blues, Sweet Bird of Youth, Hemingway's Adventures of a Young Man. It's like a smaller movie. HUD is huge. It gets nominated again. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of his career, right? The rest is just kind of, you know, a new kind of love is kind of a bad rom-com with um, Joanne Woodward, but it's like famous for its publicity photo of the two of them. It's kind of iconic. They're like mm-hmm. on a bed, like, like a, what do you call it? Like, uh, what is it called? Like the, uh, like the two sides that morph into each other. Oh, like, the, a yin yang? Yeah, like a yin yang? Or do you mean yang. like, yes, yeah. Like a yin yang. They're like kissing yeah. and it's like, it's a pretty cool uh, shot. Sort and of 69 a little a bit, little, yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's be, you know, <laughs> for for the, for the time, for the time. Yeah, anybody, um, anybody who looked at it at the time knew what was going on. Yeah, they, yeah. Shout out to the possibility that Paul Newman could have had a threesome with James Dean and Eartha Kitt. You know, like this man was like <laughs> oh, God. really I would sexing it up it. for this time. He, yeah, I'm one, sorry, I would. One thing I, would I did not it. know is that I didn't know that he auditioned to star opposite Dean in uh, East of Eden. I didn't know. That would have been. Like, didn't get the part. And could you imagine? Right. No, because my loins would explode. (laughs) Like, I. There'd be no more loins. There'd be no more loins. You would be without loins. (laughs) I wouldn't have a bottom half. Um, One thing, I I don't know if you guys knew this, but Martin Ritt directed uh, Paul Newman in a movie called The Outrage from 64, which is a remake of. Akira Kurosawa's Rashomon, and I believe what? Paul Newman is doing a little bit of brown face in it. He plays oh. Juan Carrasco. Oh, boo. Wow. Let me just oh. say, let me just oh. say, wow. Oh, yeah, I'm looking oh. at it right The now. picture, I don't I don't think the picture was a hit. Uh, could mm-hmm. have been a B-side. Um, <laughs> no, you but know yeah, what? Then, it's better then, left where it is, honestly. Then, yeah. Um, yeah. But God then it's it, like... Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Then it's like yeah. Harper is 66. Torn Curtain is the Alfred Hitchcock movie he makes. They He famously did not like Hitchcock. That m- wasn't a great experience. Um, you know, you know all this. Cool Hand Luke, iconic. Iconic, uh, man. One thing I didn't know is Winning is his racing movie, which is a hit that he makes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny that, and I've said this to Connor, and I know we talked about this on, on the show before. James Garner makes a racing movie, Grand Prix, that was supposed mm-hmm. to star Steve McQueen, but he couldn't make it. And mm-hmm. McQueen was always mad at Garner that he took the role, right? The Frank mm-hmm. Garner movie. Grand Prix 68, Paul Newman does, winning in 69. And then McQueen makes forces yeah. to make Le Mans in, I think, 71. So like all these dudes are just like, I like my racing. I'm going to make a movie about it. It is sort of fascinating that like it was such a trend at the time, time. even given how Dean died. So it's like, it's, it's super fascinating. And again, I was just thinking like, what's our analog now? And like, I, 
guess it's the Fast and the Furious. No, our, which no. I love. Our like I love now. those trash movies, but like it's I just know. that's not like a trend, right? It's like a self-contained yes. thing. Sure. I feel like you the know? trend now is like, do they own a liquor? That's yeah. like, that's true. That's yes. The thing. No, you're it's right. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not like a trend well, in terms of like cinema. The trend we in were, cinema is like, like when are you going to do a Marvel movie? Whatever, yeah. yeah, it's more just like do you own like a shitty tequila yes. that is made in a Netflix movie? That's, yeah. yeah. I oh, was God. I was thinking about we were talking about this earlier. I was trying to think of comps and this is kind of a cheat cuz like he's almost he's not a he's not a peer but he's not this actor I'm going to mention is at the end of his career as we speak, but mm -hmm. Newman to me, a comp would be new Harrison Ford is okay. a less, is a less friendly <laughs> Newman, right? Like, like the thing about Newman is even when he played, um, antag antagonist or like mm -hmm. antagonist adjacent, which he did do. I mean, you know, like, you know, he has these, you know, like pocket money. He's he in this is our next movie. He's broaching into the criminal. Lee Marvin is mm -hmm. more the criminal, but like you know, cool him, Luke. He's mm -hmm. he is a convict, though. Obviously, it's more complicated, right? Like he he HUD. He's a horrible person. Yeah, right? like, HUD would be, I think, the main. Yeah. See, I almost feel like it's more Redford than it is Ford. I guess just, so. I mean, Redford, you know, yeah, the, just the friendliness. Like Certainly, yeah. to your point, would be... Yeah, and I feel like Ford is, like, very disinterested in being a celebrity. Oh, sure. Whereas yeah. I feel like Newman, like, accepted it and knew that it was part of the bag, and I feel like Redford is, like, the same way. But again, like, if we're talking, like, a real analog, now I go back to Keanu again because of, like, his motorcycle company. And, sure, like, true. I feel like he has, like, a lot of those, like, classic Hollywood qualities we just don't recognize them as such because like our our connection to old hollywood feels so tenuous at this point sure but i think we don't recognize those qualities but so yes so we get to I, newman yeah. making yeah so pocket, pocket money. money which so pocket money is Stuart rosenberg and mm -hmm. it's like we said it's directed by terrence mal or written by terrence written. Malick, rather yeah and you know <sighs> Okay, I mean, it's just not a hit. Now, probably the most interesting about Pocket Money, honestly, is it's the first movie made by First Artists, which was a production company that started in 6970 and was started by Barbara Streisand, um, Paul Newman, and Sidney Poitier. And then, mm -hmm. we, then Dustin Hoffman and McQueen would join. And it was kind of their version of United Artists, kind mm -hmm. of. And they, you know, they basically all took a share of the profits. They took lesser upfront free, free, uh, uh, fees to make the movies. The most successful movie they made was probably Streisand's Stars Born movie. Um, I would think, yeah. McQueen made The Getaway. That was also a hit. Um, Pocket Money was the first one. The Getaway came after. Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean also was Newman. That was also a hit, though not well-reviewed. Um a lot of a lot of flops. The Drowning Pool we'll talk about was another one that wasn't a, that was a flop. Um, mm -hmm. Bobby Deerfield was like a huge flop. It, that was bad. <laughs> but like Uptown Saturday Night with Poitier, I think did pretty well. Anyway, that's the most interesting thing I think about this movie is that it was part of this this artist taking control of their career. At least for it, it, it was uh, liquidated in, in 1980. But you know, for, you know, during New Hollywood, that was what they're trying yeah. to do. And really, the pocket money, right, Connor? It's just like Paul Newman's 
a, a, a rancher, a herder who is in, he's has no money. He right. needs, he's he got needs a no win. Pocket, pocket money. money. Yes, <laughs> or other so, money. Just yeah, no or, money. Yeah, yeah, no money. <laughs> no money. And so yeah, he yeah. he basically is forced to become entangled with this criminal who wants him to just herd. I think it's like 200 cattle across mm-hmm. the border from Mexico to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And he enlists the help of his more criminally minded friend, Lee Marvin, uh, to help him with this endeavor. And they have to obviously start in Mexico. And j- just getting out of Mexico is like half the movie, right? It's got there's young Hector so much, yeah. yeah, there's just so much where I'm like, when is the herding going to happen? Oh. <laughs> It's and like it's what, like, like 100 minutes and it's like 70 minutes and of no so hurting. And there's so many scenes too where like, and this is just, I hate to say this because Malik's my guy, but it doesn't surprise me they wrote the movie because there are scenes not unlike in a Malik movie that just are kind of circular where you're like, yes. oh, they're just going to talk and then it'll just be the next day. Like the whole scene yes. where like they are finally hurting and Marvin's like, oh, do you hear that? Are, are people trying to, get our cattle and Paul Newman gets up and he's like, Oh, maybe. And then he sits back down. He's like, whatever. And then, and then he gets back up. He's like, well, maybe. And then it's the morning. And I'm like, wait, so what was the answer? Were (laughs) there people like we've been told that like these Mexicans who are portrayed, let's say not, not amazingly. Well, there's some some short sighted, I would sure. say prejudice that happens, but yeah. but Elizondo, young Hector, I will say, young Hector Elizondo in his couple of scenes is actually he's very, pretty, he's pretty good. Good, yeah, actually. he's yeah. good. Yeah, he's actually very good. Um, yeah, Lee Marvin and, and Paul Newman allegedly did not love working together. Not that surprising. They're like so different as actors. I think it's they have an okay a- chemistry though. Yeah. Oh, I thought that it was no. bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, was in the, middle. the thing that yeah. I was vibing yeah. with the most, like particularly mm-hmm. like when they're trying to make the deals about the heads, like the price on the heads of cattle and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I liked that stuff. Okay, one thing that I wanted, I thought this movie was going to do when I got into like the first part of it, that I was actually kind of down for, is I thought it was going to be those movies that gets like weirdly very technical about a really niche thing. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, her, like, like cattle negotiations. Yeah, like, no, right. I'm not I, like where I was like, oh, good. like all like lock almost, where you're like, you know, you watch that movie and you're like, oh, I know more about pouring concrete, cement than I, pouring, than I ever yeah. thought I was gonna know, and I am riveted, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. kind of. I didn't think this movie was gonna be intense or anything, but I thought it was gonna be kind of this like window into a thing that you maybe nobody ever talks about, like a. Like a fucking Taylor Sheridan movie or something. You know what I mean? Like how? Yeah. You know, like as much as that man drives me crazy. But that's sure. like, that's like his thing. He'll like, it's he'll his like, thing. Yeah. He'll like grab a thing in a scene. Minuttia. Yeah. The, minu- yeah, the minutia of the it, job. Yeah. He'll overload you with the detail and like Where the methodical like, oh, you did, you did nature. Your research. Like this is a real yeah. thing that you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. You seem terrible, yeah. but like you did it. And, and, when, yeah. and when they like from jump, when they're talking about yeah. like, oh, we have to quarantine the cattle and they're like talking about right. the nature of the business and stuff. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like I could oh, learn some stuff. Yeah, say, and we say, we, and we, it's like, it's like Taylor, we all love Yellowstone National Park. Okay. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we're getting Paramount Plus, Taylor. Okay. I, you know, we have Paramount Plus and every time is it I'm the like, most, it's the most watched show. I, is it not the most watched ten, show in America? 10 million people watch that shit. It is yeah, like my walking mother, my dead numbers. 
Is my my yeah. mother-in-law included? Yes. Many mothers-in-law. Yeah. So hang on. It wasn't many always, mothers. It wasn't many always cousins. on Paramount Plus, right? Well, no, it became because so it's no, always it a, been on. It was on AMC. Spike. Yeah. No, oh, it was okay. on Spike, uh, okay. and Spike became Paramount, mm-hmm. and then. Right. But I think it's like. I think that the first three seasons are streaming on Peacock. It's like there's some yeah. weird discrepancy because all the stupid streaming deals are like super complicated. But it got, I think like, it was like around, right? It was like not... I think so. Yeah. But or like, maybe it's, it's like the production company has one deal, and I think the production by... company has one deal, and then like right. when Paramount got it, it was whatever. Right. But regardless, it's like it was one of those things that during COVID, it just like suddenly it just that everybody caught up and was watching it. Yeah. And I like read some interview. You guys might have read this too. Where like Sheridan didn't want to fly to California to pitch the show. Had you read this? Oh he was no! Like, please. He was like continue. they should come. He was like they should come to me, and they like sent a private jet like. Sure. to his ranch or something and he just pitched for like five minutes and they're like oh yes of course here have a tv show and like a bunch of money like this man i you this know man. can we this man. send man. taylor sheridan and nick pizzolato into the desert with a bowie knife and see who comes yeah, out one of them is well, they gonna would die obviously love it or, or no but that's, like that's kind of like they, they both, they both feel very similar so i feel can like they, that would can be... they recreate the underseen film mojave but like the <laughs> oh, two I've of them mojave. oh i've seen <laughs> yeah. mojave Mojave Uh, features like a a Mark Wahlberg performance that has to be seen to be believed. Yeah, but but I will say that like I do give the edge to Sheridan because I actually legitimately love Hell or High Water and Wind River and Sicario. Whereas like Pizza Latte, like it was just (laughs) season one of True Detective, which was good, and he basically just stole that from like Thomas Ligotti. Right, like Sheridan's earned it. Right, I always forget about the Ligotti thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like once you read Thomas Ligotti, you're like, oh, this is... I did like, oh. I know, I know, I mean, this is going too far down the road here, but I did, I did like season three of True Detective probably more than most, but... I liked it too. I'm a big Dorf head, and I mean that with all yes, sincerity. Yes, Dorf is I, excellent, yeah. and Mahershala is excellent. Obviously Mahershala, but I, yes. I don't remember anything about it, yeah, and I've watched yeah. it through twice. I, yeah. so, the only thing I remember yeah. about it is Dorf yeah. have, like, in the older half of the show when it is just him living alone having like 16 dogs which makes me very sad yeah but i but also kind of i was like oh that does that seems sort of nice for him like yeah uh, yeah like he settled into whatever shout out to steven dorf's fake tummy in that show it was excellent yeah yeah dorf Dorf, who in interviews in the 90s said he turned down the role of jack in titanic do you believe that cameron would tell you no Right. Which, yeah. So I, I believe, don't know if I... I believe he auditioned. I sure. believe, yeah. So like, hang on. Sure. We know how we're, we know how people's people are. Okay. I believe that Dorf might believe he was offered yes. it. Yes. Yes. I believe that Dorf believes it, and everyone else like was his like, manager Sir? was like, "Yo, yeah. Cameron, that was an offer, bro." Yeah. Yo, Steve, that was an offer. Right. He saw and the Kate... power of one, and he was like, "I need <laughs> Kate... Steve." Kate Winslet is like, "Thank God." <laughs> like, I love Stephen Dorff, but that movie would not have worked. McConaughey was also in the running, right? He's though. a that, none of these he's a little bit of worked. a Newman comp. That 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 has been corroborated though. Cameron did say he was in the on the short list. Okay, that. Um, but that would have been bad too. None of them would have worked. I mean, Leo, that's an iconic. No. I mean, yeah, it, you it, need yeah, you need Leo's like a feet androgynous energy. And the the, andro- the, the androgyny hair. is huge. Yeah, like that's key that, that, to that. That is key to the performance, as it yeah. was for Romeo and Juliet. 
Yeah, of course. It's like you need him to be... I remember being that age. You need him to be approachable enough for you to fall in love with him without the threat of like, oh, he's a grown-ass man. Right. And and look, the other other thing, even though we have to think Claire Danes, because I do think she actually did turn it down. Um, I think she did. Yes, yes, I think so. And I think that would have hurt it too. I love Claire Danes as well, but I think it would have been hard for a movie... With where you just Romeo and Juliet on a boat, that it would yeah. have been hard to like b- beat that, you know, to yeah. get past that. So I think, yeah, yes. it worked out well. It worked out fine. And look, I that's, mean, and look, that's what pocket money's about. <laughs> it's true. That's it's what true. happens you at know, the end of pocket money. You know what? Movie They're waiting made a lot at the train. Money. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about? Do we agree? We, we've all seen Pocket Money. That the last shot of the movie is the best shot of the movie. And I literally was like, yeah. Did Terrence Malick like, direct the last shot of the movie? <laughs> yeah. Part of me is like, did they hand it off to Terry at yeah. the end? Because like Stuart Rosenberg was just like, you know what? This hasn't been working. Hey Terry, what's your name? Terrence. <laughs> yeah. Just, Can you? Yeah. This just was like, a year just, before. What? Was this a year before Badlands? What is it's the timeline like, here? I believe it's like a year or two yeah. before okay. Badlands. One thing okay. I thought was interesting. Terry's already Terry's prep. Terry's prepping. Yeah. He's not even. He's Terry has like eighty-seven thousand notebooks already yeah, Terry, that he is Terry ready is to reading, go. He's Terry. reading Baudelaire. Yeah. He's like he's yeah. he's he's. he's, he's I, one thing I yeah. thought was kind of interesting. Speaking of Terry, is and I this is just my thing. This is a thing I fixated on, but I I can't corroborate it whatsoever. Like who knows if they even met? But I feel like Paul Newman is kind of doing a Terrence Malick in this movie like mm. he doesn't exactly sound like him because paul paul newman's from ohio and he's got a little bit of like a midwestern thing going on in his voice yeah sugar sugar heights boy yeah. uh but so he doesn't sound exactly like malik but it is this like meek closed mouth kind of like performance that like when, when i think of like malik's two seconds in badlands or the you know whatever the very rare interviews and stuff he does he's a very quiet you know, he's not like a he's a very quiet, closed mouth fellow. So I just it was kind of this thing that I was like, oh, that feels interesting. Um, I'd be and I'd be curious to know how much Malik put of himself in in in, in into it. I mean, I know it's an adaptation, but um, I was just curious. Yeah, Ma- about that. Malik, by all accounts, doesn't hold much regard for anything that he's not like the owner of yeah. you know so obviously yeah. like you know the Dion brothers like i mentioned before is is a better film which I, I would encourage people to watch um and this are kind of the two main like malik directed these movies movies sure. um or sorry wrote these movies movies um but yeah i mean it would be good to know um yeah his thoughts on it and just to um Stacy Keachin in that movie, the Dion brothers and Frederick Forrest are the two brothers in that mm. movie. And that's, it's like a crime comedy. It's pretty good. Oh man, um, Stacy Keach. Oof. Love Keach. Didn't he do yeah. a movie? Didn't he write one of his other movies that he wrote? It was like about truck drive. It was about like long haul drivers. Um, I could look it up. I mean, I, ke- I mean, so, that does sound on brand. Right. No, right. It feels, it feels yeah. right. It feels right. Yeah. yeah. But so, you know, so yeah, pocket money. Like I said before, it doesn't do particularly well. Um, right. And yeah, comes and goes. Right. I think. Um, I don't want to. It's hard to say. It's hard. I, I was thinking of this time period in Newman's career as somewhat transitional, but that's really not true because because literally, even though, like I said, even though Judge Roy Bean isn't well regarded it is a hit and then the next year it's the sting 
So it's like, right. Yeah. yeah. He's making hits, you know, it's yeah. not like he's not, you know, I no. think after the sting, you could maybe say that where like he's in the towering inferno, which is a hit, but everybody's in it. Right. And that has like the nice scene between him and McQueen. If you remember mm -hmm. that movie, the drowning pools, the Harper sequel, which is our next movie. Also mm -hmm. not a hit. Mm -mm. He makes Buffalo Bill and the Indians um, with Altman, which is which costs a lot. So it doesn't make a lot. And then Slapshot is a hit and probably is like the first old Paul Newman movie, right? Where it's sure. like, okay, now Paul okay. Newman is older. And yeah, you, it's and like you crest into, that time period. Yeah. You know, and then the verdict is like, oh, damn, like here we go. Like Newman's right. yeah, that's leaning where he's into old it. And, and tired and, and sad. And sad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good. So, The Drowning Pool, we can just move to that, which is the next movie. Like, Directed by Rosenberg, uh, again, uh, Joanne Woodward is in it as well. Um, it's a loose sequel to Harper based on the character from the author, um, Ross MacDonald, a uh, novel of the same name. And, yeah, it's it basic. <laughs> Go ahead. It is both terrible and excellent. Like, it is really bad, I think. <laughs> but, I yeah, it, like, like, but I found it, like, captivatingly so just because yeah. like it does it does have you know it's like new orleans it's all yeah. that like yeah all the like stuff that hollywood loves to ascribe to new orleans which is just like gritty swampy. gators yeah. swampy possible incest weird seduction <laughs> evil cops like you want to talk so about true detective like that's what yeah this, that's what this like movie feels like it feels like a trap after another you know, the one the one cop saying i mean this is i i do to your point Roxanne, i do love lines like this because they're yeah. so bad where the one cop like says to um harper he's like you got so many roles there in the city. And I'm like, yeah, you don't what know are you, who are you talking to? What is it? Do you okay, just boy, mean like you don't know how laws? Here. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, Everyone's like, sweaty all the yeah. time, you know? And it's great. Like, it's just, I mean, it's Murray, hilarious. Murray Hamilton is the big bad and he is great. I will say yeah. like, he's really, but of yeah. course, like he, he's like, I fancy myself a chef. Would you like some etouffee? Like, etouffee? It's like, it's like not and then, He's not he just making like the ribs. etouffee off like, the boat. Yeah, like yeah. you're yeah, not. It's a fish. I want Wasteful. the etouffee. Wasteful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's funny because like there, this is like a lot of these movies, like shot by Gordon Willis, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean? Looks like, looks good. I think looks produced, good. Yeah. Pro yeah. produced by David Foster, right? Like with the, with the a script passed, like we said, by Walter Hill. Even though mm -hmm. I don't think they ended up using much of it. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it doesn't do well. Yeah, it looks good. Newman's kind of walking through it, but he basically admits to that. He's like, yeah, I like playing Harper because it's just fun. And it's like, yeah, like he's just basically- You can feel that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. you, yeah, I feel like there's like a lightness to his performance. Like he's just sort of shooting the shit. Um, yeah. And I mean, and there are also moments here. I'm sorry, I was just going to say there are moments here that no, are yeah. like, you know, like problematic but sure. work in the movie. Like well, the him hitting- Griffith. Yeah, him yeah. hitting Melanie Griffith. I was like- Obviously, this is bad, but also this 100% tracks like yeah, for what right. this movie is. Well, you kind of you were you when we you were saying to me days ago, you're like, man, the Melanie Griffith like early on stuff is we really just, I, it's like, true. It's like, like between this and Night Moves, basically mm -hmm. like yeah. out of the gate with Melanie Griffith, we were like, mm -hmm. hey, isn't this teenager kind of hot? And you're like, eh. yeah, right. And like and like, but not yeah. only not only in a thing outside the movie where like that was text in the movies that she was yeah. in, right? Like, yeah. 
and it's well, she's very talking- much she's that early figure of like don't you think that oh, like yeah. yeah don't you think men would find her attractive right. and it's like i i get you're telling me i guess right yes. well, and also and also and also the the positing of like harper being like oh no i'm not gonna have sex with you the movie's like, isn't this guy a hero? And you're like, right. well, or <laughs> yeah, just like right. a, a human man with a yeah. moral center. Like, like right. the movie's like, Harper's great, right? right. Like, well, can you, can I you, mean, aren't just, you shocked that he did not? Like, have sex wouldn't with her? you have yeah. had sex with her? And you're like, right. no, drowning <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like drowning pool. Relax a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's all a lot of the of relationships are weird. All yeah. of the relationships. I mean, but look, are weird. like uh, we don't need to go down the horrible rabbit hole. But look, it's Mariel Hemingway in Manhattan. It's Sharon Stone early on in her career. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. There is a lot of that stuff. A lot of you know. Mm-hmm. It's you know. Look, we're talking about it reflexively with Britney Spears mm-hmm. in an early uh, late '90s, early 2000s way. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, let me tell you what, like. There was, you could argue that Britney Spears stuff is was worse, right? Like there, like there was more, there was almost more of it, right? Like just like yeah. this, like it didn't go away. So it's 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 a, unfortunately. No, I mean it's very much very, just like how our culture works, where it's that line, uh, yeah. you know, it's like the term "young woman." It's like, well, how young is young? And right. so I feel like there's always this pop culture that's like testing the limits like of it, like intentionally creating a gray area to, the, yeah. to then examine yes. it or whatever. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. It's yeah. like you're you're right. Like men are gross. <laughs> you know yeah. just gonna say it who's men are, are gross yeah. right who's, yeah. arguing? <laughs> who's arguing that but like what else are you telling me yeah you're saying you're saying that? roger drowning pool what else am i yeah. meant to be taking away from your right movie? right exactly but i think i feel like this has like some set pieces that are fun yeah. and of course like the movie just it, it's all leading to the end which i do think is like impressive and like practical effects and like all that stuff yeah i mean but... it's basically yeah the the, the uh, we'll keep it short on these plots it's basically right. harper is called in from la by an old the, the flame yeah the, mm-hmm. the location changed a suggestion by woodward herself um mm-hmm. in in pre-production um and Thanks, it's joanne. Joanne, joanne woodward who calls him and is like hey uh mm-hmm. how you doing uh, mm-hmm. i've been married to this rich guy i hate him he hates me uh mm-hmm. but and he's gay I, is that implication yeah. implication yes. okay yes yeah. and yes. basically she's like look i'm cheating on him i think somebody's gonna spill it's the chauffeur right. who sucked we hated him and right and Paul's the working like, class. You're disgusting. really disgusting. <laughs> you're really highlighting the great lines in Walter Hill's script. Yeah. No, it's the chauffeur who sucks. And we, <laughs> he sucks. I mean, yeah. Hey, we got rid of him. Deliver any line. Let's he's like, what. We're, he's we're, like really the kid in Left Handed Gun. He's an idiot and he sucks. <laughs> pa- and he's illiterate, right? Oh, the Isn't chauffeur. Illiterate? Is the chauffeur yes, illiterate? I, I believe so. the chauffeur he cannot read. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we're back. So, okay. so literacy so, is not funny. We are laughing at the unexpected at the parallel. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So Newman. Yeah. So Newman's like, I got it, Joanne. Don't worry. And handling um, it. Yeah. And then, like a lot of these noirs go, he kind of unintentionally blows everything up. Marie Hamilton's an oil baron locally who essentially want wants Joanne Woodward's mother's uh, real estate for oil purposes right this movie is essentially a prequel to the pelican brief 
Very Pelicans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. It's one car bomb short of a Pelican. One piece. Sam Shepard hot performance away from one, Pelican Brief. One yeah. curly red hair Darby mm-hmm. Shaw performance mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. from one, one great, Washington one great grand shorts. film away. From, mm-hmm. Let me tell you, <laughs> when I watch Pelican Brief, shout out to Blake Howard, who I know watches it a lot. Those that running scene, my word. Mm-hmm. I'd leave. I look. I Takes. love my wife. I'd, I'd leave her in a second. If if, <laughs> if Denzel shows up to my door in mm-hmm. those running shorts and he says, mm-hmm. "Hey, come with me," and you know, I think she would get it. I'd say, "Hey, yeah." You, every you, every relationship has those people that you're like, "Please, you you want to leave me? That's fine." Like, yeah. yeah. We talked it. about this. We did, we did. We we did the Kate Beckinsale episode, mm-hmm. and I said, like a lot of men my age, mm-hmm. she's Kate B has always. That's who it is for me. Men and women, and however you identify. Yeah, sure, anybody. KB yeah, right. has well been said. hot to everyone. KB, yeah. un- unimpeachable. Um, pleather, no pleather, whatever. Right. That that being said, KB or no KB, the running shorts uh, yeah. w- would <laughs> yeah. win. Running would short win. supremacy, yeah. They, yeah. Would, they would win. Um, yeah. And so basically it's like Murray Hamilton snatches Paul Newman via a couple mm-hmm. of goons and is like, Hey mm-hmm. man, you know how, like, I want this land, help me with mm-hmm. the land. I'll give you some of the cash. You get it. You mm-hmm. get it. And Newman's mm-hmm. kind of, he's not, he's not committal. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And he goes back and then, um, and then it's just the same shit. The cops are like, Hey, you know, like any, like any rock for files episode. Right. Which is yeah. basically kind of like, it's like, Hey, like, fuck you, your private eye. What are you doing here? Go back to LA. Go fuck yourself. Right. Like, see you later. And then right. it just becomes, hey, uh, there's a lot more horrible shit going on. And I right. will say, and, and I guess credit to this movie, the last 15 minutes is like some of the darkest shit you'll ever seen in a war. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. that is something. Or I certainly yeah. was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I forgot like, about it. It gets yeah. like yeah. really I, real in the last. Yes, yeah. it gets really dark. And as much as we can like laugh at the etouffee, when a man tries to serve you etouffee, you know bad shit is going to go down. Oh, he knows. So like, oh, knows. you know, it gets, it gets pretty dark. Yeah. yeah so... there's, when there's fan boats and animals being mistreated in the distance. Fan boats are actually very fun. No, I've never I'm been saying on one. fan boats plus Oh yeah. Plus the animal. If you're abuse. being, yeah. if you were yeah. knocked out and you come to, and you're on a fan boat. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's bad. It's gonna that's be bad. bad. I was yeah. surprised. The but one, also probably cool as the hell. one deep yeah. south thing they leave out of it. <laughs> and maybe I missed. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. There's no threat by alligator. Uh, isn't I that imp- isn't that implied by the there's fan a little boat? by the fan I think boat maybe the Murray yeah it, that whole opening with Murray Hamilton does kind of imply like hey my pigs could eat you my yes. gators could eat okay. you what have I could you. put you in my etouffee right my, yeah you, you could know? be my you could be my etouffee yeah you yeah. could be my etouffee which also seems like a top. really bad like greeting card like a Valentine's Day <laughs> greeting card like, be my you could be my we don't, we don't do yeah. merch on this show but if we did we if we t-shirts that's we'll mark it we'll mark it for 2023 yeah, right you give yeah. me my yeah so yeah i mean i think it's like Roxanne, not Roxanne great is gonna get a venmo for four dollars in 2024 that's gonna be like a t-shirt seven, <laughs> seven shirts sold um story credit, credit yeah absolutely yeah. yeah but yeah i mean i think the end is actually pretty good like, yeah i, I, I felt like it was worth watching for the a end. chinatown-ish ending I, yeah you know thing about the movie where i kind of landed on it i thought it was fine but in the sense of like it's like the it's like when you watch one of the lesser portro movies or something mm-hmm. and you're yes. kind of like yeah this is like okay but i'm just kind of happy to be watching one you like does that make sense yeah like, that's a good point point. and that's yes. like i think how this movie works like i rewatch i 
basically didn't really have you seen Harper Roxana the first mm-hmm. the first one yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it in years my memory of it was that I didn't like it I rewatched mm-hmm. it before watching this and liked it I was like oh it's like kookier and more fun than I remember mm-hmm. pretty good and then I watched this and, and it's like, like the, that's the cult right the cult yeah that well one there's a, the mm-hmm. cult's like well part of it less than I remember I in my brain uh, that's so what yeah, I thought I felt like the plot. I haven't seen it in a long time and I also remembered I've, the cult being primary yeah so that I'm wrong on that it's too. definitely like a part of it but it's in less of it than I remember it's mm, a pretty more good, cult content yeah it's a pretty good more LA, cult. LA more LA. cult content <laughs> <laughs> um but this one yeah I, I don't know it was a you know, step down, but I, I was kind of just like, to your point, Dan, it is, it's like an hour, you know, it's a two hour Rockford Files episode. Yeah. You're like, sure, yeah. whatever. Like, if it ended with like the same Rockford freeze frame, but right before that, the most horrible shit ever. If it was like the ending of the girl with the be... dragon tattoo was in a Rockford and then, Files and then rock And then at the end, and then in the last second, Harper, <laughs> oh, Harper, or oh, I'm sorry, Rockford just shrugged. It was like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's like, oh, we're breaking the fourth fall yeah, like I, this. Oh, okay. I have, I have one Newman thing. is just like, well, you get it, right? You I'm get just, it. Yeah. I'm going to cash my check later. So, the- I'm just joshing. <laughs> 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 the, the titular drowning pool scene. Cool, cool scene. Very cool, cool scene. scene. And worth Very it because cool it's scene. a good title for like yeah. good title. Uh, for yes. like a pot boiler noir or whatever. Better yeah. than Har- better than the title Harper. Which That's which true. the original title of that movie is a good it's the moving target, which is way better. better That's better so much title. better. Yeah, better it's so title. much better than a Harper. Um, yeah. What are we? Jack Reacher? Get right, out of here. Right. God. But yeah. the that sequence. Like we've mentioned, that show, are you reviewing that show? Isn't that show no. like on Prime right now? <laughs> yes, it's coming up. That's gonna tell you. No, I, 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 sorry, to, sorry. To, I have to just Please. say the, the yeah. whole. So my grandfather, uh, who who passed a few years ago, he loved those Reacher books, and mm-hmm. I, as grandfathers I, are wanting, as grandfathers I, do, and yeah. I, and I, I read a, I read a few of the Le- child Reacher books too, and I like them a lot. Like in the world mm-hmm. of paper of airport paperback crime thrillers like i would mm-hmm. argue like th- those lee child books are like yeah like some people of the best love written. that shit yeah and they're like yeah. and they're actually pretty well written like in the world sure. of like michael connelly james patterson excuse me michael connelly rules <laughs> no, 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 no. i am i am literally in the middle of the reversal right now and okay. it is great no so okay? i would and i would argue Con- connelly and his bosch books and i love yeah i, lo- I love the show bosch i do love yeah the show we bosch. love i love the lincoln lawyer shout out to the love lincoln the lincoln lawyer. lawyer book and the movie yeah, um, yeah. Both. Excellent. excellent so Con- so connelly i would argue yeah connelly and and childs are a, to- a topper tier, right? Like mm-hmm. you're getting a little mm-hmm. higher. And then like people like Stephen Cannell and like Pat Patterson, I haven't read a lot of, but like maybe not as much, right? Like Dan Brown, mm-hmm. right? You're kind of, okay, like we're getting a little like Well, I choppy. feel like the Dan Brown cult is huge, but well, the but quality the, is like, eh. This is what I'm saying. So, right, yeah. so my point is yeah. the Lee Child cult is so heavy and they hated those tom cruise movies because he, he was short which i find endearing and also just like wrong-headed because like yeah. the movies were i think i've read enough of the books the movies were good representations of those books and he just was a foot short shorter than 
Jack Reacher in the books. And it just makes me laugh that they just made it a show and they were like, we need to get the Let's biggest Let's get the biggest motherfucker. Alive. Yeah. They're like, where's the, the mountain? Like, Can we yeah. cast the yeah. mountain? They're like, every yeah. shot is you extra wide because they just yeah. need to yeah. put him in the frame. Like, yeah. I just, the Let's... trailer made me laugh so much where it's like, yeah, you had a fucking problem with Tom Cruise. This guy's eight foot seven, okay? He doesn't know how to look down. You want your fucking Jack Reacher time? Like, fucking watch this show. And like, I just watched the trailer and I'm like, oh, okay. They're all right. This yeah. is a full Jack Reacher. So anyway. It's also just really funny yeah. to me because, like, uh, not your grandfather, but a lot of the people who think no, like that. Say. I'm like, have you been like, have you been in a fight? Like, could you, you know what I mean? Like, have you been in a physical altercation to like judge whether five five Tom Cruise can kick your ass? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's very funny to me that that's always like. No, and you're you're actually you're right about my grandpa because he did. God bless him. He didn't want to watch those movies mm-hmm. because it was Tom Cruise. I remember having mm-hmm. that conversation with mm-hmm. him. I was like, no, I was like, Grandpa, like the first one's really good. And mm-hmm. he was just like, nah, like not my, <laughs> not my, not my reacher. Not, not my reacher. Shout out to Grandpa for sticking to his principles. Oh, God bless him. <laughs> to, the, to the bitter end. To the bitter end. He was like, mm, that kid? For better or worse. Oh, thank you. In every <laughs> way. God bless him. Um, but so, but so, yeah, Reacher shows up in the drowning pool and he saves. Um, <laughs> he, no, but, he, but, may, <laughs> he may as well have because the way that scene shakes out. Oh, yeah, Connor, is, you were mad I, about this. I got really hung up on it. I was, <laughs> I was talking Wait, to Dan you about don't it. like it? No, 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 no I like it Explain, fine, explain what, though. But yeah. what okay. drove me insane is Connor that, was, like, texting me a while. Is that... Oh, of course. <laughs> so I, I'm going to mild spoil it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But it is a, cool, yeah. It's a very cool scene. So they're trapped yeah. in this... Look, abandoned... it's called the drowning, the drowning pool. pool. Yeah. You know? They're, they're, yeah. they're trapped in this abandoned sanitarium, basically. Yeah. They come to... I mentioned Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It feels very Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. He's in mm-hmm. a straight jacket. He's getting sprayed with a fire Being tortured. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're getting tortured. Yeah. It's a very good scene. It's very effective. You're like, oh, shit, this is tough, right? It got dark. Yeah, yeah. it gets got really dark. Yeah, it's really the dark. beginning of the darkness, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. Harper and um, and I can't think of the actor's name now. I'm blanking. I'll pull it. Keep but, talking. I'll but, pull But uh, the wife of the- um, Murray Bad Hamilton. guy. Yeah, of the bad guy, yeah. basically. It's the two of them. Gail Strickland. Thank you. Gail thank Strickland. You. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. me, Paul Newman Kilburn. and Gail Strickland mm-hmm. and- you know they're getting tortured and whatever it's really rough basically bad guys like i'm gonna bounce be back in the morning which one feels a little weird that he's not gonna leave somebody there to like watch them but okay <laughs> so they leave whatever and and harper is kind of like okay i gotta get out of this straight jacket because they'll be back in the morning mm-hmm. he doesn't even try the door like right. he, doesn't, oh. he doesn't even like he just kind of gets out of the straight jacket and he looks around and he sees a skylight, right? And yeah. since they're in this drowning pool room, there are a lot of water nozzles, a lot of stuff. And he very quickly puts it together. And so his first plan is what they do, which <laughs> is that's the thing that's like insane. It's to so me. it is so great. What is if yeah. we almost drown? Right, right, right. He's but, like, he's like, we're gonna flood yeah. the whole room overnight to raise us up to the skylight. Now cool fun crazy plan i'm with sure it. like it's definitely sure. like a good like we've tried everything what if we did this crazy thing you're like whoa right. this is nuts right right definitely right. cool 
What I what I took issue with is it's his first plan. Yeah, like, it, well, no, it, there the was better, nothing and the, else. And the yes. better and the better part of it, and this is what you were talking about, or maybe it's what I was bothering me is, but I found it fu- funny is he, <laughs> they get so hours go by. Right. He's had mm-hmm. hours to consider mm-hmm. this, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're approaching the skylight, and Harper's like, oh. I gotta open this skylight. Right, and now I gotta I have, crash. Yeah. And now I have no anchor weight to to do it. Yeah. Right. So he so he's like, let me find something. Let me find something hard. And he like goes down. He's trying to do whatever. And it just um shockingly the glass does not break. That and it is a great moment of tension. Was You're great. like, oh, this is yeah. this is nuts. Yeah. And basically. Right. What, what's weird is uh, what gets them out, the sort of, you know, the, I don't want to say deus ex machina because it, it all does make sense. It's not like out of nowhere, but what gets them out of it is the dudes, they come, come back, the dudes come back and they open the door. <laughs> somebody right? just opens the door. Yeah. Somebody just opens the door, <laughs> so which good. like, but it's, it's weird to me that Harper's plan wasn't, we're going to fill the room with water and then maybe that'll put some pressure on the door and maybe I can get the, like, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't like, that's also, like yeah, that's also a good point. He it's doesn't like, like half consider what? other met he, right. or he doesn't consider even timing it where it's like, we're going to fill the room with water even halfway and wait for them to come back. And then they'll be surprised when they open the door right. and we'll get up. Okay. Yeah. And I don't now need to I need, deconstruct like, our favorite part yeah, of the movie. Fucking suck. No, but <laughs> No, but you know what's funny? See, this no, is no. the best scene, right? This scene yeah. is the best sequence in any of these four movies, right? I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah. But now I need like a water scientist to talk about whether the water would have just like exploded the room anyway. You work for Vulture. Does it, you can get an yeah, does it find Matt a water Damon, scientist. What, doesn't Matt Damon run water.org? We could call him. Yeah. yeah. God, we call him from his crypto vault. He could come in in the crypto I just, vault. I don't, I don't understand how one person, although this is like typical Hollywood liberal brain, that you're like i'm gonna have a water charity and i'm also gonna tell you how awesome crypto is yeah it's just yeah that's a great yeah yeah (laughs) yeah there's something else to say i mean it's just it's bad you know it's It's funny because 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 i i have not been defending damon like obviously but i've been a little not perplexed but kind of like I've I've been a little eye rolly about the criticism of it just because I'm yeah. kind of like whatever people pay people to endorse things whatever. Sure. But you are right. He's an environmental guy, and crypto, yeah. as we know, is like terrible, destroying yeah. energy like yeah. on, a, on an hourly basis. So I also think just something for me in general right. is like how much is enough? Like Matt Damon has so much money. Sure, Did you sure. need the money to do a crypto ad? You know, like well, I. Well, here's the I thing: just... if you told me he was figuring out a way to take that crypto money and get it into the last duels box office receipts, <laughs> maybe, yeah. And then maybe we have a maybe it's we true. maybe we have a conversation. It's true, because once again, it's our fault. It's the fault Indeed. of the millennials yeah, for not seeing the not, movie. Not, not the pandemic. Disney, not the pandemic. Not Disney. Not yeah. the pandemic. Like I said but, on a previous episode, or I don't. It was this. I th- I was thinking it was on the. It was on either the film stage show. Mm-hmm. Or it was on maybe, maybe it was on our buddy, maybe it was on almost major actually our, our buddy's show where I talked about how you'll never convince me Disney actually tried to market that movie. Like no. they were like, yeah. no, we're gonna put it out in October. We're gonna do the contracted amount of whatever. 
yeah. and it's it's gonna make whatever it makes and we don't give yeah. a shit it's like it was I, in like sorry. one like, it was in like one theater at my local amc yeah, yeah with my, like my four showtimes yeah. yeah it was the they same did, way they, they, look, did... they did the same thing with nightmare alley nightmare I mean, alley yes yeah. yes i was like sorry like they bought yes. fox they didn't care about the movies fox made that happens all the time unfortunately Disney's the biggest conglomerate. You know, it's just it's just more pronounced now, but it's like that mm-hmm. shit happens all the time. It's like mm-hmm. unfortunately now there's only like two original studio movies, so it feels more targeted because there's no more mm-hmm. movies. But mm-hmm. um The Last but Duel so, now on HBO Max. Yeah. yeah no check excuse. Jody Comer, it. very it. good. Um, yeah, very good. Perfect Ben Affleck. The deny ben. speech. Oh, the deny speech is so yeah. good. Oh. Yeah. So good. Basically every scene with ben affleck is yeah and that movie's also deeply funny like adam yeah, driver's like little I like that's the cape the movie's, twirl the movie's way more entertaining funny. than you assume it yeah. Like, yeah and yes the rape <clears throat> scenes are very grueling they're also meant to be grueling so right, it's right. one of those things yeah. that's like it takes me back to like the blade runner 2049 argument where people were like this movie is misogynistic and i'm like Displaying misogyny is not the same thing as being misogynist. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, also, like, in like, and look, you can't tell me, like, Halfsoner, who I love, Nicole Halfsoner, like, yes. one of our great directors, all yes. of that comedy is her. You yes. cannot sure. tell me Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, God bless them. Yes. Watch their movies that no. they have creative control over. Yeah. Com- comedy is not the thing with those right. gentlemen. All right. So yeah. you can't tell me Halfsoner is not coming in there, popping off, being like, hey, Matt. Hey, Benny, what mm-hmm. if we pop a little bit of this in here? What do you think? A little, mm-hmm. so- a little bit of spice yeah. on top of the soup? What do you think? And they're yeah. like, yes, thank it's you, just, It's further infantilization to be like Ridley Scott and these men put these yeah. rape scenes sure. in this movie. Yeah. It's like, nah, yes. dude, like she's credited on that. No, like I, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Full disclosure, anyway. I listed that movie as my favorite movie of last year. I love it. Why, why is that bad? That was like my no, number no, no, 10. I'm, just, I'm, no, just, I'm yeah. just saying that for the people. Did who you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, you, my, yeah. that was my per when I wait, submitted so for the, the Wait, so the, pro, the protege wasn't one, dude? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that fucking I, movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, can't, I can't tell a lie. I really like that movie, but, but it wasn't number one, though. <laughs> but, but, but no, it was like number 37 out of like Wait, so what was your number one, Danny? Mine was... um. West Side Story. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> nerd. Connor, what were you going to say? No, no, no. All I was going to say was going to make you so much we're more mad, though, off. because number two was The Tragedy of Macbeth. It's such a loser. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, but such still a nerdy, dork. Though, very nerdy. Yeah, yeah. look at this um, geek. Fuck you. <laughs> no, the only reason here. I was going to bring it up is just. I'm in my own drowning pool. Of <laughs> it's, a, All right, go ahead. it's a movie I go to, I go to bat for literally. Anytime somebody brings it up and it's right. failure just so bums me out and makes me so sad. But like, yeah, particularly because part of the reason I think I put it at number one is like it's so much more of a nuanced movie than you would expect that collection yeah. of people to make. Of course. And it's yeah, like absolutely. so smart and so right. biting. And anyway, sorry. The yeah. Drowning Pool. Uh, not as nuanced, not as good. Not as biting. <laughs> Maybe it's but, biting. Yeah, but certainly point, biting. But, yeah. but probably worth a, a lazy Sunday watch. If, I, if agree. It was I think on, so. I agree. I think it's the like best. A... It's the best of the four. Yeah, you're putting away laundry, and you need something. Yeah. Well said. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, so I mean, we don't need to go through. I mean, so we mentioned the verdict. Um. You know, this is kind of he's great getting movie. Into it. Watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. getting into his period of kind of. 
this is when it's the narrative of like he's been nominated this many times, he's never mm-hmm. won, right? You, you get know, into he, like elder statesman, yeah, Hollywood yeah classic. it's like wait, Newman, wait, he never won. What do you mean he never won? He never won. And mm-hmm. then it's like, and then it's like he's getting nominations for stuff like Absence of Mouse, which look, I love Sidney Pollock as much as the next guy. I would not say that's a movie you, you would nominate someone for, but you know, right. he's at a stage in his career where it's like. Well, you know, it's good. So throw him yeah. a nomination. Just throw who him in there, lose, yeah. Who did he lose the verdict to, though? Because that is like <clears throat> a if you legit look, look, career. Look, that's like look a it up, five and I'm sure I'm sure it'll be somebody who who was good. But like you know, he like I said, slap shots a hit. He makes his second Robert Altman movie, Quintet, which is like an unmitigated disaster. He really has a bad time. But this is all leading up to what's going to be the Color of Money, which wins him his Oscar. The movie he makes before that is 1984's Harry and Son, Mm -hmm. which is his penultimate directorial movie. He did co-write it, uh, which makes it harder Uh, to talk about. He also produced it. Henry Fonda won. Oh, for On Golden Pond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's hard to fight that one a little. Okay, fine. Whatever. No, no, it's so good in the verdict, though. It's like such a fucking... I mean, Uncle yeah. Pond's a nice movie. I don't know that Henry needs to get. I mean, he'd won before, I imagine. Fonda won and Hepburn won, so they were just Hepburn like, is, have them all. Yeah. Hepburn is Hepburn is yeah. good in it. Um, yeah, that is a good movie only because when you know about Fonda's relate Jane Fonda's relationship with Henry Fonda, yes, the scenes with them in that movie are actually quite visceral because it's yeah. like and Jane there's Fonda's greater resonance. This. Yeah, she kind of was like, yeah, I, we made it to like have the talks we didn't want to have in real life on camera, which I always mm-hmm. was like damn those are two Mm -hmm. actors or later in life just fucking anyway so harry and son what if there was a guy named harry had a son he's in demolition he's a crane operator they live in south florida um and it's kind of everything about this movie really deeply frustrated me i really didn't like this movie let me just say it It, robbie benson who was nominated for Razzie. We hate the Razzies, but I will well, I will say in this case, they were not necessarily wrong with their nomination. No, it's rough. It's a rough performance. Robbie Benson is is the son, like I said. And in this movie, there's a million things going on. And it's basically like Harry, Paul Newman's character, crane operator, he's getting these flashes because of some sort of some sort of brain thing is happening. And it's he's he's not going blind necessarily, but it's it, it, it. What it seems like is he's he's gonna have an aneurysm, right? Which speaks yeah. to mm-hmm. the movie. He's basically, and how, how I mean, is. he's basically movie sick. Like that's yeah. like what well, he is. It's but like it is, but it is when you know about aneurysms, it is yeah. a little bit like I like think that. he has like, some kind of like, like of unspecified neurological condition. I assumed like tumor. I, like sure. some kind well, of neurological yeah. thing. Like I, yeah, like I literally saw like, the back of his head. Like he must yeah. have some sort of blockage that has caused his brain to start to malfunction, which would lead to like some sort of aneur- aneurysm type of like shutdown, right? Which right. We're, we're, we'll, I mean, it's spoilers, I guess. But anyway, so so Newman. Um, After we call the water s- scientist, we're going to call a brain doctor and is we're going to sort all this out. And the brain mm-hmm. doctor is going to be like, Harry and what? What movie? <laughs> um, so so Newman is kind of somewhat swiftly fired from his job because it's he's not safe working the crane anymore because of his condition. Meanwhile, um, Robbie Benson cannot hold a job because he wants to be a writer. And he's kind of this... And even and even if Robbie Benson was a better actor, the choices made are kind of tough. Yeah. Where he's playing it like a feat. And... Yeah, the script is just awful, and like the characterization of him 
as like he wants to be a writer, so therefore he must be feminine. Yeah, and like there's yeah. also like, a he's like, a, of like, like he's a pussy because <laughs> and like the movie seems to think that like Harry like like we're talking about in, with these mm-hmm. other movies. It's one thing if Harry the character thinks that that's okay, right? Because we know Harry yeah. sucks. Yeah, but the movie seems. To like shoot, agree. directed by Harry, yeah. which the movie yeah. seems to kind of think, right? What, yeah. Right, guys? And you're like, okay. I think that's fair. Yeah, because I mean, like, he is... There are very few things about him that are re- redeeming. Yeah. And then even and even the end, and we can... Because uh, we've already spoiled... Like, so basically, the cathartic ending between father and son is... He, Harry, uh, or rather, um, the son, whose name is... I don't even remember. He has a weird Howard. name. Howard. Thank yeah, you. Howard. I thought that was a so weird, weird name. Oh, yeah, Howard. Howard. That no, weird but, name but, that no one's ever no, heard no, of no, before. But no, I mean weird in the sense that like Robbie Benson could never look, it doesn't look like a Howard, I guess. No, he sure. doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got like his Paul jorts. Newman. He's running around in his jorts the whole time. The jorts are so short. Yeah. They're like, too short. They I would argue too I short. Always, Which, I always forget that 80s and 90s men's shorts were I thought. If Look, if Denzel is running in them, I'm fine. Yeah. I thought for but, two for two seconds because Howard's Robbie, whole thing as the only job he's been able to hold down that's like his regular gig is the car is he details yeah. cars right. and and there I was like yeah I guess the jorts make sense you're dealing with sure. water a lot like who gives a shit but he's like wearing that stuff out just like walking yeah, like, oh, yeah. that's no, running that's like, around that's like your choice but, okay city <laughs> so yeah. but he, so so the end of the movie when Paul Newman like realizes oh my son is a writer is yeah. he like gets, he's good I he, guess he's good but like that in my opinion kind of defeats the whole purpose right because that's not the point right like he sh- so you think that it should have been unresolved like he no, shouldn't no, have i just think i think it needs to be like he can get the money and the publishing that's nice but harry should read the story yeah right, right? like yeah. like yes. like, like it, yes. it should it should be like harry reads the story harry before he gets published and realize on his own Without like the monetary thing, yeah. that you know what my and son. Just, just to be clear, there's something for those here. listening. Basically, what we're talking around is that Robbie Benson's been submitting a piece that he is writing that we know nothing about to a bunch of different places. He's getting rejected, and near the end of the movie, he finally gets an acceptance letter. Paul right. Paul Newman's the one who reads it to him because he thinks it's a rejection letter. There's like a check enclosed, mm-hmm. and he's finally getting published. I will say mm-hmm. that is maybe the best part of the movie. Sure, like the, the best the, acting. Yeah, I mean. the execution of that moment, and that's almost what I said this to you, Dan, off mic. Like, that's the type of stuff that made me like this, hate, or sorry, hate this movie more. Is that like? There are fits and spurts of little things that I'm like, oh, that's nice. Well, the or, entire like, Ellen Barkin like, performance is is absolutely think, lovely. Yeah, I think she's yeah. very good. Um, and that Ozzie scene... da- the Ozzy Davis aside is quite nice, right? He so like like Howard gets a brief job as a repo mm-hmm. man and goes to repossess Ozzy Davis's car, and they have mm-hmm. this nice little scene, like those moments of life that feel like a jo- they're like John Salesy things. Sure. You know, which John Sales is like one of my absolute favorite filmmakers. Those like slice of life things like Ellen Barkin's pregnant and, mm-hmm. you know, the, ha, her and Howard used to date. But then um, word went around the high school that she was easy and Howard couldn't handle it. And but then Howard has a moment of regret and like tries to be the better man. Th- those are good scenes in a vacuum 
uh, though they be underwritten anyway. But like, yeah. I, I, I appreciate the attempt, but they just don't, none of it fits together. Yeah. Joanne Woodward's in it as like Harry's widow's best friend. Too, yeah, to, there's too much and of too like much. So everything. Here's, so here's yeah. the other thing that, and this, when this happens in movies, I get that there's technically nothing wrong with it, but it always feels like a thing that the characters should be more like upset by. So Ellen Barkin and Robbie Benson decide to give it another go. Robbie Benson basically right. decides I'm going to be this baby's dad, even if it's not my kid. Yeah. I love this woman. I love the baby, whatever. Sure. Right. Meanwhile, Harry and what's Joanne Woodward's characters? Anyway, Joanne Woodward, Paul Newman, just like kind of slowly and ultimately by the end of the movie decide, oh, like, yeah, let's just get together. Let's give it a crack. Yeah. But like. You're also going to be like family, like, you know, what I mean? like your yeah. kids are also like, get, and I get that there is technically nothing stopping them from like a genetic standpoint, but there's like a weird incestuousness to that, that I was having a hard time. I was like, you're telling me no one's, no one cares about this. There's also a super gross, really gross character that is in this movie in terms of the way they just depict and treat this character. Oh yeah. Uh Judith Ivy. Judith, Judith Ivy. Yeah, Judith mm -hmm. Ivy. Who's 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 good? Yeah, plays a who's woman a, who's a, who's a who's a really good actress. Yeah, plays like, a woman named Sally who is one of the first people to offer Robbie Benson a job basically just because she wants to have sex with him. Right. And so she she does so under the pretense invites him to a quote-unquote interview under the pretense of, you know, g giving him a job or something like that. And, giving him, you know, yeah, some kind of job. Uh, and mm -hmm. it turns into a sexual, a, a, like kinky sexual encounter that's mm -hmm. just like really overblown. Mm -hmm. And then it seems at first as if it's a thing they're writing in there to sort of establish that like Harry's relationship with his son is a pretty open one on those terms. Like they're almost mm -hmm. they're just like buds almost where just vibes. Yeah. And he can and he can like living off. He can, he can openly tell his dad. Harry like, yeah, and I just got laid without feeling mm -hmm. like weird about it. That's what yeah. I initially thought that was there for. Then later in the movie, after they've had their nice scene in the car where Paul Newman sort of tearfully reveals that he's proud of him, which is a nice little moment after mm -hmm. that scene. He then, Robbie Benson then drives Paul Newman to Sally's apartment, introduces him to Sally for the purposes mm -mm, of basically mm -mm, getting him laid. Mm -mm, mm -mm, and then that mm -mm. happens. And like mm -hmm, Robbie mm -hmm. Benson waits in the car downstairs yeah, for his gross. dad to like get his rocks. Well, off. and Connor, and then, you know what's crazy? Judith Ivy is Gene Wilder's wife from The Woman in Red. The year oh, before this, right. which is like this other thankless, horrible role, this poor, right. great actress. And it's just a weird, it's so like, and I guess technically Robbie the same Benson, year, the same Robbie year, Benson actually, never yeah. tells Paul Newman that like, oh, that's the woman I slept with. Right. But that kind of doesn't matter. It's still gross. It's, I like, it's still gross. It's just so gross at so many levels. Also, Joanne Woodward is, is like in love with phrenology, which is another really weird <laughs> fucking thing. And I so guess she's and she has birds. It's like just... she's into it in a sort of rel in an innocent whatever pseudoscience bunk kind of way, not in like right. a, not in a crazy racist way. 
but right. I still had a hard time. Like, yeah, it's hard to hear the word. Yeah, and you're the just not like yeah. he's like, oh, that crazy phrenology stuff you're into. It's like, Paul, yeah. Newman, are you sure she's not a virulent racist? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah like, like date, like date, like date seven. If he doesn't die, right. date seven. It's like, hey, so you know about like. You haven't heard about this thing? Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Joanne's like, I'm going to a rally after this. You want to come? <laughs> no, like, um, Joanne. Sorry, well, actually, let's let's just say, let's actually, because we're kind of approaching the end. I, I did want to say, and I, I tweeted this. I was reminded watching these movies, these ones, and other Paul Newman movies. Joanne Woodward, you know, who look did win an Oscar and was celebrated in her time, but I feel like has kind of been forgotten by history yeah. a little bit. Yes. My goodness, what a good performer. Like, if you look at the breadth of her roles, like, she goes from Paris Blues, which is, like, young, you know, lived a life, but young in Paris, you know, hooking up with Paul Newman, kind of mm -hmm. modern woman in a modern age, beep-boop-bop performance. Ten years later, she's, you know... Ten, yeah, it's about ten years later. She is in um, the effect of gamma rays on Man in the Moon Marigolds, which is an adaptation of the play directed by Paul Newman, where she's like an eccentric mother of these daughters trying to make it through the day. And it's like you would never know those two actresses are the same person if you didn't mm -hmm. know by the credits. Like the, that's sure. how different those performances are. And it's like it's just unbelievable. Like Mr. And Mrs. Bridge 20 years after that, right? Like she's always doing these different and wonderful things. And, and even Rachel, Rachel alone, you know, his directorial debut, her mm -hmm. kind of her Oscar nominated performance. That's the, that should be an, like, that should be an indelible performance. That's taught in acting classes. And she like, is she, good. She's we kind of glanced over. She's good in drowning pool. Like as the, just yeah. like, Sure. Deeply yes. sad. Her, her, the movie deeply. does her so dirty. It's yeah. just unbelievable. But, but yeah, yeah, it's very much that she clearly is like eclipsed by his fame, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, right? Like it was yeah. the couple became the the, the 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 them as a couple was the thing. Yeah, and then it was him, and then she, it was her. Yeah, and it's sort of like Denzel and his wife. I mean, it's just one of those I things guess. where it's like once like. And I, you know, it's just the typical, like how the heteronormative cookie crumbles. And when it's the other way, they leave, right? Like classic, mm -hmm. uh, classic uh, Scott Foley, Jennifer Garner situation. You know, mm -hmm. once she mm -hmm. gets alias, Foley's like, nah, not for me, dude. I gotta, She's like, I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. You're too famous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Michael uh, Vartan. Michael Vartan was Bradley Cooper before Bradley Cooper became Bradley Cooper. We, do you think, so do you think Vartan, Michael Vartan? On... <laughs> Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> do you think Vartan on Alias knew? Like, do you think he saw? What do you Cooper, mean, like knew like, in what way? Like, like he knew... saw Cooper and was like, "Oh, this fucking guy's gonna." No, I don't think anybody knew me. that Cooper was gonna be Cooper. Because I right? forgot Cooper. I, you know, I forgot because I was listening to the Dax uh, Shepherd, uh, whatever the podcast is called. Mm -hmm. They're friends, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. So, Bradley Cooper was on it recently to talk about Nightmare Alley, and I so I listened mm -hmm. to that one. And Bradley Cooper talked about he was like he basically requested to be written off of that show because his character kind of became less his Will Tippin became less essential to the sh to the show, 
which I didn't I remember. Mean, I loved that show. I like didn't yeah. remember that happening, but I guess I it did. I love that show. I don't think it necessarily became less. See, I feel like that's a really self-effacing way to put it. Like little, I feel like in Bradley real life, Cooper is. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. He spent some tales. He spent some tales. He's with somebody. I I said this to my partner recently. Like in real life, he does nothing for me. He's like incredibly irritating. I think. Sure. sure <laughs> like I can't sure. stand him. And then he gets on screen, and I'm like. Yeah, let's let's smash. Like, I I basically agree. I I think we all agree because I literally have this thought when he's talking. I'm like, hey, so what's up? You full of shit? What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, like how much? Like again, as we always say, like, do you believe this? Or is this? He's very much. He talks in in a way where you're like, hey man, so like, stop, just. To talk to me yeah. like a person would talk. Like, yes, so talk he came like a to he came to DC for the Stars Born uh, like press tour, and I asked him. Um, I was like, you know, like what appealed to you about this film? It's been made before. It's another remake. What do you hope like the legacy of your version is? Sure. And he literally goes. He literally goes. Well, you know, I never think about legacy, and I'm like, fuck you, dude. You know, like everybody, it's like everybody, like, everybody does. <laughs> and you're remaking a classic film like yeah. it's not like you're remaking some random forgotten yeah classic three are times you, over are I you mean, a mortal like, human who's gonna die someday you think about legacy like are it's like... you are you on an awards run press right, tour right. right now promoting your movie uh, yeah, so, like, like if if come if, on. if mark rylance says that who's like yeah I don't even know how to spell Oscar and I won one because I, but I was like in fucking fucking Northern wherever, wherever in a yeah. garden and somebody had to like, yes. be like, Hey, by the way, Mark, you won yes. an Oscar. No, like if Michael Shannon said that, I'd be like, I believe it. You know why? Because you weren't there when shape of water won the Oscar. Right. Yeah. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I would believe it right. from like that level of person, but, with but you're Biku, right. It's very much like, you're like, bro, you're on, you're on the, like you said, it's like you're on a tour right now for the, yeah, for the come thing. on, man. You know, come on, yeah. right, you know right. what I do believe come on, son. when they say that stuff? Paul yeah. Newman. Yeah, like, I do. And then we were yeah, kind Newman of later about, like, on very, in his career was very, yeah. very candid yes. about it. And I'd say yeah. you guys that straight Hated paparazzi. That somebody mm-hmm. very collected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when he talks about that stuff, he, and again, maybe, maybe he's just a very good actor, but. Hey when he would say like you know when someone is like oh do you care about awards he's like not really i'm kind of like oh yeah i buy that like seems yeah. like a dude who like winning one he'd probably be like oh that's nice but like it's not yeah. you know whatever it was never like a thing and to like b coops credit or whatever i do think like old hollywood was like a different time where he could do other stuff sure. and it's right. like yeah. you know like he could be in movies he could win awards he could not win awards like it, yeah. at a certain point like his fame and celebrity were secured enough that it wasn't this sort of like if this movie fails, potentially you're fucked and you have to sign on to Marvel to like maintain you have relevance. To, you have to voice a raccoon for the next I mean, 20 it, years. Well, this, con- mm-hmm. this conversation reminds me of, you know, Tom Cruise obviously is very much like mm-hmm. that, to your point, mm-hmm. Roxanne. Right? The, mm-hmm. We're talking about Bradley Cooper. And we uh, look, we love Tom Cruise. One of our first episodes is about Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. He's one of the most indelible movie stars ever. But obviously, a, mm-hmm. a, a very valid criticism of him is like, he's like a robot. He, he doesn't mm-hmm. seem real. Like when he goes on mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon or James, mm-hmm. whatever, like it's like, oh, this is all fake. It's like faker than it usually mm-hmm. seems fake, right? Mm-hmm. But there's this one moment in one of those late night shows before one of the more recent movies came out. And I always think back to this where he he looks at whoever the late night host is and he just goes, 
they're talking about the stunts and the stunts are crazy. You're fucking crazy. Tom, the stunts are crazy. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. a great go with the stunts. He loves talking about the stunts. That's the mm-hmm. most honest he gets. He's talking about hanging off of planes. And mm-hmm. he literally says, he's like, he's like, I'm just trying to entertain you guys. And he like says it yeah, in this I way believe that. Where, yeah. where it yeah. literally feels for a moment. Yeah. F- f- for 40% percent of it he breaks character and he's like look fucking i'm just out here hanging off with planes man just i'm just trying to entertain you, you guys. know what just because get i 65 think 65 and yeah fuck, you know what it, like and with, you know. with Cruz, it's like i think because at this point he just knows how to do that sure he doesn't yeah. have anything else in his life so it's like he just is the movie star he knows for better that and for entertainment worse. you know yeah he basically yeah. co-directs these movies, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's an open secret, right? It's not like mm-hmm. not even a secret. I mean, he does. He, no, you know, so it's yeah, like, I mean, yeah. And it, so that interests me. And when you think about Cooper, that has changed. He's become mm-hmm. more like that. And you kind mm-hmm. of think like, and that's why I think the Nightmare Alley performance worked for me better than other people because it felt a little navel gazing in a good way. Well, he's playing where, a guy mm-hmm. who's full of shit. Though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, Brad? Yeah. I feel like you're you're actually yeah. onto something here. Like, yeah. So yeah. But. Whereas, like, to bring it back to Newman, like, I feel like yeah. the connective tissue in like all of these movies is like he never, at least to me, he never seems off. He always right. seems like that sort of like self aware. A little bit smug, but sure. a little bit smart alecky Newman that he's always been. And like there is a consistency there that could be very wounded and very fragile at one extreme and very like impress me sort of con artisty in another. And it's like that sort of figure, as we always talk about, is like I don't know, like we were talking before about who is his analog in terms of how long they've worked and i think it's somebody like keanu who is now what in like his fourth decade or something right. oh, yeah. acting i was gonna say mcconaughey is like another one i think of. i think lot. that's yes so well, obviously Mc- didn't have I mean, exactly. mcconaughey i mean he looks I mean, literally like too so it's like I mean, mcconaughey was compared to him early on yeah, I mean, literally, yeah. right yeah I mean, they didn't have exactly the same career so it's not like a direct comp necessarily the other person i was thinking just and this is it's not a career thing but it just in their style of acting and it made me i went back and rewatched it when we were prepping for this and i love this movie i think you do too roxana if, if twitter mm. serves me correctly but i rewatched road to perdition yes and fuck daniel oh, craig as paul oh, sure. so son. good Oh my God. Fell. And it, and as I remember watching the movie when it came out, I kind of, you know, whatever it, you, yeah. What was Daniel Craig at that point? He was like also the right. dude in Tomb Raider, right? Generally speak to like, no, wasn't, audiences. didn't layer cake already happen at that point? No, no, no it didn't. Cake, layer oh, okay. cake was like, okay. Four, right. Okay. It was like after okay. that and before he was. Oh, okay. But, Wait, sorry. Can I just say shout out to Bilga who hates road to perdition? This <laughs> you're wrong, guy. Bilga. Incorrect. You're wrong. Incorrect. No road to yeah. perdition. I mean, new Newman, I mean, Newman had, has some of his best line reads in, in Road to Perdition when he's like, yeah. like in his career, like yeah. like yeah. like like Newman. He's like there are only killers in this room, right? And yeah. Like oh my god, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Uh, Connor, what were you? No, gonna no all say? I was yeah, gonna sorry. say is I was. Th- it got me thinking though, how good. And I I don't know if this is a thing. You know, I don't know if this is a thing Sam Mendes latched onto when he was making the movie that obviously they both have the piercing blue eyes, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, Mm -hmm. he looks like he could be Newman's son. Sure. But then like I rewatched No Time to Die a little while ago and like the way 
the way Craig carries himself in certain ways, just that it's kind of that same way. It's like the smart alecky, but mm-hmm. he's tired and so tired. And it's the entire the entirety of the Paloma sequence is very Newman. Yeah, no, right? that's, like, that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like his regard, and, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking of that, like Anadarmus and the whole, you thing. know, if Newman, what you know, whatever, like they could you could swap them in roles at given ages, and and mm-hmm. you would maybe get a very similar performance, which I I thought was kind the- of interesting. Only thing that I will say is like Newman to me is like like Dean, such an American figure. Sure. Yes. And that might be yeah. whatever, nationalistic or whatever. This is it. This is the one moment I'm nationalistic <laughs> about America. What a patriot. <laughs> what a patriot. America. Yeah, but I feel like he it's just it's so much that like golden boy sort of figure. Sure. And he's like is, always it, actively pushing against it. And I feel like that yeah. was like that's the Redford lineage and that's the Brad Pitt lineage. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. So yeah. sometimes I feel to me, it's like Pitt sometimes feels more than Newman where it's like, yes, he's very comfortable like being hot, but there also is that Fighting sort of it. like, yes, yeah, subversion resistance to it. The only thing I'll say about McConaughey is I agree. And I felt watching the drowning pool, I thought what a good fucked up double feature it would make with the paper boy. Oh, the boy. sure. Good one. But even, but Barack's yeah. Yeah, Lincoln lawyer, is, it's like yeah. Harper. Uh, is He's it, playing is Harper. A, yeah. Is, yeah. A, yeah. is yes. a new, is yes. a, you know, Mickey ha- Mickey Haller. Like, yes. it's a new mini character for sure. That, like, for sure, beleaguered for sure. lawyer. Just like, kinda, like, I'm still cool. I'm still happy to be here, but things have gotten yeah. a little harder. The money's a yeah. little tighter. You yeah. know, but I'm still smiling. Yeah, da, it's da, like da. it's like hot mm-hmm. shit and hang dog at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's mm-hmm. a good. You should uh, write that mm-hmm. down. That's also that's also on a t-shirt. Hot shit, hang dog. Yeah. Now, Roxanne, we'll still yes. we'll still give you Venmo for that, just because we're Thank all on you. the same Zoom. Yeah, I still need. Come on, we're sharing. men of our word, all right? Yeah, a TV absolutely. critic, you're just trying to get by. <laughs> you know the, how, how many TV shows are there? Like like a billion, but <laughs> too many, honestly. There's too Jesus, much I think. TV. Like I've like my how many? I know you've been. Uh, hyping this show up a lot mm-hmm. how many I, I i'm two episodes in how many mm-hmm. people have said to me and my wife yell god yellow jackets what about yellow jackets and like <laughs> yeah. we're just like look i yeah. don't know we put on queer eye we have like a kid like i don't even yeah, know, I know. I, you have a, yeah when you yeah. have children i feel like it changes it completely but, I but, do I, not, but i too so. i'm two episodes in and it is very mm-hmm. good and I, very i'm good. excited to watch the rest but yeah good good connor what um, were you gonna say no you i was just gonna say with that with uh with <laughs> with um TV in general, like uh, my wife and I did this with Mayor of Easttown. Like Mm -hmm. I needed to like wait until nobody was talking. Uh, Like it was over and nobody was talking about it for like six months. And Mm -hmm. then I watched it and then I was like, oh yeah, I get it. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody was right. Cool. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like mm-hmm. that's what I got to do with Yellow Jackets. I'll watch Yellow Jackets in like sure, six, right. that's, in like six yeah. months and then be like, yeah, right. okay. Oh, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so I guess final, we're kind of doing our final, uh, final thoughts on Paul Newman. So, I mean, Newman, yeah, I mean, there's, what can you really say? I mean, so many iconic, you mm-hmm. know, I would simply say direct as a director, his first three movies, I, I would recommend, I would say, mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel, Rachel, sometimes a great notion, and the effects of gamma rays on Man in the Mood marigolds are all well-made, socially minded, kind of maybe a bit plotting. Like his 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 camera placement isn't the best, what have you. Like you had kind of compared him, Dan. I think smartly. To, oh, the Clooney to thing. Clooney so the Clo- as a director. Well, yeah. So this like, is we don't need to belabor this, but the Clo- I found it interesting how. 
Newman and Clooney movie stars who then directed and in a way had similar trajectories where mm-hmm. Newman explodes, Rachel Rachel gets nominations, best picture, makes it for a little bit of money, makes a little bit more, not unlike uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, even though it doesn't mm-hmm. get nominations, but well-regarded, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Sometimes a Great Notion, also kind of loved, lesser seen, and this is where it splits a little bit, but like Clooney that has Good Night, Good Luck, which is like mm-hmm. wins Oscars, what have you. And then after that, Ides of March, Marigolds, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's kind of like we lost them, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Harry and Son. His, <laughs> yeah. his, his adaptation of The Glass Menagerie is a little it's a little style a uh, little mm-hmm. um a little stale i like it but it's not 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 god's gift to cinema and then you know we're, we're in the world of the tender bar now where it's like i got no problem with the tender bar the bar's tender what if bars were tender like <laughs> i i i like it in the way that i like movies like that mm-hmm. but it's very much like just a movie that's a movie right you're like yeah. okay yeah. like george this is where george is at now he's just kind of like popping george, off, i right? guess he's just chill i i mean i don't even you know tender bar i'm like it exists yeah like it just, okay, t- tender bar is very much just like yeah i know how to direct movies like yeah right exactly it's like i know how to do this as a form and you're like cool what else look, nothing else okay. like, what if it, look, like was a cool uncle and you're like but look sure. if, here's the thing if it earns ass like the nom in the Does year of the though? last duel no but, it, but in the year it? of the last duel i i kind of i would i go like look if we call it a tender bar nom with a, with a little last like duel it's really nudge. for the last duel, but it didn't do and well. A su- and, so <laughs> and, a no. su- and a Susan of the way back the year before. I mean, you know. do we think that the Academy is watching the last duel? He, we no, just no, figured no, out that's, that's I think what we're saying is that like he he's gonna we can invent, invent we can invent yes, it in he our will minds. get it right he'll get it for tender bar but i it's think really, he's gonna yeah. get nominated for the tender bar and i think when Maybe. that happens we can all just say look it's actually for my only my snark is only i don't know if either if you read the hollywood reporter piece with like the bafta voters who were complaining about not knowing how to hook up hdmi cables Oh, I and did that's not, why they, that makes me yeah, laugh. Yeah, that's like oh. why they can't watch is my, anything. Can is my father-in-law in BAFTA? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like this whole thing that was like, they no longer send us DVDs, and we have to stream them on our laptops, and we don't know how to connect to the TV. It was no like, longer very, give us DVDs. Yeah. That was more Australian. Um, yeah. I mean, at least the Academy Paul voters Newman. can watch it. Uh, can watch Last Duel on HBO Max. You know, if that's they can, yeah. true. Amen. That's Amen. like all of us should. Like all of us should. So um, yeah. So yeah, I would recommend just to to highlight it. Watch his mm-hmm. directed movies, the first mm-hmm. three especially, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. he was good at that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I guess, um, Roxana, what what do you what are, what are any Newman bits as we end that that you want to shout out? I mean, I think like all the classics are classics for a reason. I think sure. you got to visit Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. You got to visit Road to Perdition. You got to do Hudsucker Proxy, right? I'm oh, sure. Yeah, I'm thinking. That. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a good one. I mean, I think like all of his greatest hits are greatest hits for a reason. I also just think that it's worth reading like profiles of him and any sort of like analysis you can find of his role in that time period, just because I think it's really fascinating to look back at like how Hollywood worked and sort of compare it to how celebrity has changed. Mm. Um, Angelica Jade Bastien is like one of the leading scholars on this. And I 
I'm not sure if she's written on Newman, but I just think that like, if you are a movie fan, I think sort of understanding like the intersection between craft and fame is useful in terms of assessing like why these movies work and why he right. is the figure that he still is. Yeah, um, also... yeah, so those would be my thoughts. Like he was hot. Yes. But like, what else? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's it's worthwhile to sort of explore that what else part of it. And, yes. And when yes, you look yeah. at that stuff, like we mentioned before, when you look at that multi-hyphenate stuff, like in the aggregate, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so crazy impressive. You're like, has there ever been another one, you know, mm-hmm. with just this much to offer the world, right? Like just not, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not even the world of movies. But. And, and that underlying sense of, you know, he lived in Connecticut. Like mm-hmm. he kind of, he, he, like we were talking about, he kind of eschewed it as much as he could mm-hmm. and somehow still not, not, I guess not unlike Brad Pitt now, right now mm-hmm. where it's like he's past it, but we still scribe it to him. Right. Where we're like, yeah. Oh, we still love you, Brad. We still love you. And it's like, he doesn't have to do anything and he would actually mm-hmm. rather do nothing. Mm-hmm. And that, it's a good point, Connor. Not many people have. I that. mean, the Keanu comp in that regard, I think, is very close because, like, yes, yes. he is just a figure very well ubiquitously. Yeah. Every, you know, it yeah. has just become this like, yeah, we just love and and, him, and, right? and, like, be- and become it, become yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Right? Everyone like, knows who Keanu is. Was you know, Keanu is major things, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's like ultimately still beloved, and yeah. it's worth yeah, considering sure. yeah. why that is. Yeah. Yeah, great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Connor, where you want to wrap us up? Oh, well, we, I want, why don't you, so let me just, so Roxana, thanks for being here. Oh, One thank more you. reminder, Roxana underscore Hadadi on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. is there anything and you've you written plug? recently? What? I know you got stuff. It, you million things um, going on. let me think. Uh, well, I mean like my stuff on Paul Newman for Brightwall Dark Room. I wrote about Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and I yeah, also we'll wrote about to Road to Perdition. Yeah, so I think those are fun. Um, what I have coming up uh i don't know if i have anything necessarily coming up but stuff i've written about recently um i wrote about the orgasm cake in matrix reloaded that was sort of fun (laughs) um and like show wise i really enjoyed the final season of search party and i wrote an essay about that and i also reviewed archive 81 on netflix there's so much tv like an impossible amount of tv to watch but i think there's some good stuff out there if people are willing to look yeah no, that's awesome. Yeah, so we'll yeah. link to we'll link to the Newman stuff from Brightwall cool. and and, and cool. a few other things. And um, uh, Connor, why don't you send us off into the night, my friend? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find Dan on Twitter at DJ Mecca. Oh yeah, right. I should have said uh, yeah, DJ and, Mecca. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Scruffy Look, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Facebook at TFSB Side. Uh, If you like what you've heard here, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. It helps us out a great deal Uh, in terms of upcoming stuff. Like we keep mentioning, we had a conversation with Joe Wright about his B-sides as a part of sort of Cyrano coming out. So that will come out as Cyrano eventually, hopefully, uh, comes out. If it's a real movie, if it it ever comes out. It is a real movie. It does exist. It's a, and I'm excited for you all to see the movie. I'm excited for you to hear that conversation because it's, he gets very honest. It's very cool. Yeah, it was a good conversation. Um, and uh, 
beyond that, well, we have some upcoming episodes. Um, one of our next episodes at some point is going to be about Ethan Hawke. Um, With their buddy Luke which, Hicks. And we should actually nice. mention Ethan Hawke yeah. is directing a docu-series. Oh, yeah. Sorry. About, this is crazy. Do you know this, Roxana? So no. He, yeah. Ethan Hawke is directing a docu-series. I think is it a I series or is it one HBO. Movie? I believe it's a series. Yeah. I mean, and I believe it's called The Last Movie Stars, and it's about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so that thing. that all dropped like while we were prepping for this episode, and Dan and like, I were rec- like, It's pretty recently. I think it was yeah, the like a, reporter. As of, like, this, as of this recording, like a few days ago, that news dropped. Wow. Yeah, um, like in January. Yeah, so yeah. what a nice way to dovetail these two things together. But Ethan um, Hawke, who, who, who is a good filmmaker and like yeah. an actor, mm-hmm. but has directed yeah. good movies in his own right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so that'll be coming up. Um, and then we are in the midst of planning another one of our, uh, potentially doing another final one frames. of our final frame episodes where we analyze the the last film of a director's career in the context of uh, their whole career. And we're hoping to do that one on the late, great Peter Bogdanovich. So, yeah. oh, nice. uh, so that is all coming down the pike at some point. Uh, Roxana, again, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. Really, thank you guys. This we was really fun. appreciate it. Thank you all out there for listening. Um, and uh, yeah, we could, you know, Roxana, we, we wanted to get somebody great on for Paul Newman. And as he says in Road to Perdition, I'm glad it's you. Oh. Thank you. That's that very kind, guys. Nicer. I appreciate that. That was nicer than the Conroy's does his I always do dumb ways to wrap up the episode. <laughs> I'm going to end on that. Yeah.